Hello, everybody, and welcome to Game List for June 2022. It's June, right? Yeah. It's officially June 1st. We're recording this motherfucker on time. I'm Jake. Yeah. This is Colin. What's going on, dude? Hello. I'm Colin. Are you ready? How are you today? What the fuck? You're botching the <laughs> intro, man. No, uh, no, no. We got a... Uh, <laughs> We got quite the show. We have uh, up at the top of the show. I want everybody to know. So we're recording this one on June 1st. We're timely for once. We're doing this. Yeah. We're recapping May, everything we've been playing for new releases and otherwise. We'll be going over our list of games that we are, you know, calling our game of the year so far, our games of the year so far. Uh, but we're right now talking to you the day before a big Sony presser and uh, the kickoff of Summer Game Fest. Uh, yep. Dancing on the grave of E3. Jeff Keeley, friend of the show, uh, of course, is hosting Summer Games Fest, which begins tomorrow, but really a week from tomorrow in earnest for the main show. Then there's also a Xbox Bethesda presser a week from Monday. Essentially, this first half of June has a lot of stuff coming up. So what we're doing is we're going to be bringing you an extra episode of Game List this month. So right now you're getting one today, June 1st. We'll be going over, this will be a standard Game List episode. We'll be talking about what's coming up in the month. But at the tail end of the show, we'll be doing some predictions for the next couple weeks. Perhaps some bets that we'll make. Yes. So we'll like be looking... Bets. We all love bets. So we'll be making those <laughs> predictions at the end of the show, and then somewhere around the 15th, we'll be recapping everything that was announced. Um, that'll be a special show where it's going to be kind of our mid-year special. We'll do one of these every year. We're already looking years ahead. What a world. What a world. Uh, so we'll get those going uh, middle of every June. And at the same time that we recap all of the big news, we'll also really dig into our goatee list so far. So that'll be a nice kind of a mid-year yeah, special nice breakdown without further ado we'll hop in to the bread and butter of this show colin what you been playing mm. take your pick oh take my pick i get to pick this time yeah whatever you like um probably what i've been playing most at least is ghostwire tokyo ghostwire tokyo what a time to yes. be alive uh, yeah, so this is got... you're like what a month late or so to the party on this. This was released in April. Yeah, in I don't March. I actually don't even remember when it was released. March or April. Pretty recent. I'm a little late to it. Um, I picked it up kind of like right on release, and then because of school, I was like, you know, I should probably wait until the semester's over with. Yeah. Um, but you know, it seemed like it was right up my alley because it's like kind of horror influences, open yeah. world, you know, checklist game. Um. So I finally picked it up, played it on stream, uh, played the entire like campaign on stream, and I had a really good time with it. Um, there are a ton of collectibles in this game, but honestly, it's they make it really easy to track them all down, which is nice. Um, yeah, it's a stylish video game. It's extremely stylish. It's kind of got like Naruto type like hand movement combat I, I i don't really know yeah you you do like all the fancy hand movement things and then shoot guns out of your fingers pretty much mm, um my favorite and yeah and it's it's a really interesting game i couldn't tell you much about the story um because i wasn't really focused on the story i was just enjoying my time with it uh yeah that's fair i definitely recommend if you're like a fan of japanese mythology or just open world semi horror games. It's a yeah. fun game. It's worth playing, and it's not very scary. There was only one 
jump scare in the entire game that got me. I watched it. It was spectacular. It was spectacular it, I, to watch. God. Um, it was it was something just like generally creepy right is that kind of the vibe yeah it's got like a dark tone to it mm -hmm. um i don't even know if i would call it creepy because it's very like consistent throughout its entire playtime. so it kind of like wears off after a while you're not really creeped out by it after a couple hours because yeah. it doesn't really it doesn't do much to change up the formula throughout the game Mm -hmm. uh which isn't necessarily a bad thing it just it it, it wears off you know um, and it's um tango gameworks are the people tango that made gameworks it. yes they made the evil within series yeah have uh they're a bethesda own i have not but i've actually i've watched them mm -hmm. uh because those games came out in the time when i didn't have the current consoles yeah uh so i i watched them they seem uh, to be but very popular i know they're well regarded by fans yeah, and they're much more creepy than this game is. Like, mm -hmm. if you tried out the Evil Within, you're like, this is too much for me. I'm not going to play Ghostwire. I, I would say go ahead and try out Ghostwire because it's nowhere near as creepy as the others. Yeah. Um, and, and the others were like survival horror. Uh, not too different from Resident Evil. This is this is much more open world with a creepy open world. Um, was this a full-priced game? Yeah, it was. Is you that can a get mean it. thing to ask in 2022? Uh, I don't think so. I, I well, I guess it's what's your definition of full price anymore? Because some full price games are seventy dollars, sixty or seventy, sixty. Yeah, it was sixty dollars on release. You can get it now for like, I think it goes on thirty five pretty often. Mm -hmm. See, I didn't even get it. It it had a it was on sale like a month after its release. Yeah, um, for sure. As most which, games are. Yeah, really, most games are, and I don't want it to be like, oh, it's not a good game because it's already on sale. I, I, I thoroughly enjoyed my time with this. I mm -hmm. spent 30 hours, and I got the Platinum on it the night before last. Nice. So, Platinum game. I thoroughly enjoyed it. Pretty good. From creepy to actual horror, I made good on our bet, my first lost bet on Game List, <laughs> even though I only lost that bet by a tiny little bit. Should also be known it's the first bet on game list, so you have a negative record right now. Yeah, but also, yeah, all right, I can't really yeah. refute that. I do. Yeah. I do. I'm 0-1. But uh, I played Resident Evil 2. Resident Evil 2 Remake. Uh, I played for mm. almost two hours, I would say, on stream. And honestly, I had a fucking blast. Yeah. I had more fun playing the opening hours of Resident Evil 2 than I had playing Resident Evil 7 or 8. Resident Evil 7 or 8 mm -hmm. scared the pants off of me. Uh, they mm -hmm. were genuinely, like, terrifying jump scares in the opening hours of both of those games. Resident Evil mm -hmm. 2 didn't have any deliberate, like, jump-out-at-you jump scares. It had a couple moments mm -hmm. where something, like, shifted or moved that got me to, you know, jump or jerk just with the sound design. But the atmosphere is what really i think got me the most just being in those like tight corridors and running around with who knows what's around the next corner the thing that i didn't expect and i guess resident evil 7 and 8 had some of that too but resident evil 2 these opening hours were so gory and disgusting that was the mm, worst mm -hmm. part for me i have a very weak stomach i'm a queasy individual and some of the stuff i mean there are people getting decapitated and heads blown off and bodies torn yeah. apart humans and zombies alike it was gnarly um, but yeah. from like a game design standpoint, I was so surprised at how engaging it was. 
the the way that that game opens up is you have like a little bit of like a tutorial where you're in a gas station and shit hits the fan. Okay, zombie outbreak time. And you go to your first day of work to uh, Resident Evil, Resident Evil Police Department, Raccoon City Police Department, Raccoon, RPD, Raccoon Police Department. You guys need a better name. Mm-hmm. Um, and you get there and obviously the shit's overrun with zombies. And you end up in like the main hall, like you enter the doors that anybody would enter. And you've got this like big lobby area with a bunch of different doors and all these doors are locked and it does such a great job of teasing all of these little puzzles and i mean obviously like it's a resident evil game and i've played that before and i think the closest thing i might equate it to is like i guess like uncharted kind of grabs some of the inspiration from resident evil as far as like their puzzle solving goes but you have like that journal type of thing where you can like reference things in your inventory and read what other people have taken as notes or pictures that you have developed things along those lines um you're spinning statues and turning wheels and the whole nine yards, but it does such a great job of like teasing you with things in the environment of like, okay, well, here's this thing with three spinning wheels and a bunch of symbols. I'm going to have to figure out what those symbols are that are supposed to be entered so I can get this yeah. amulet and insert it into this thing that has three different spots. So there's going to be two more amulets. Where am I going to find this stuff? Then I pick up a gem and I don't know what to do with this gem, but I'm excited to find out what I'm going to do with it. It was mm-hmm. really engaging. If it wasn't for being so fucking off-putting, when it comes to the horror elements, I really think that I would dig into this entire game. And, you know, this game, I kind of equate the puzzle mechanics in this game mm-hmm. kind of to Outer Wilds, but it's much more on the nose than Outer Wilds. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. You I, find I something that. in one place and you know it's useful somewhere. You yeah. just got to figure it out. You got to get there. You got to. Yeah, you got to pull all the pieces together. And and also the the mood of this game, it's a much more campy horror than 7 and 8. Se- 7 especially is horror horror. You know, mm. you're going to get scared. It's going to be disturbing. Um and then 8 kind of relaxes a little bit more into action horror, but this yeah. is a very campy horror with uh the the zombie like I don't know, flesh degradation. I don't even know what to call oh. it when you blow off their heads. It's very visceral in this game. Um, yeah. M- this game and the next uh, RE3 remake more yep. than it is in any other game. Uh, but I, this is definitely my favorite Resident Evil of the ones I've played. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think it's definitely worth sticking through to the end. It's it's a phenomenally made game. So well, great. I ain't doing that for free. I wouldn't sign up and just like fucking play this thing on a Thursday <laughs> afternoon. That's not in the cards. Come on. But maybe if I lose a fucking bet, you can talk me into a couple more hours. We'll see how it we'll goes. We'll figure it out. But overall, Resident Evil, hot ticket, to be honest. More more enjoyable than the other two Resident Evil games that I've I've actually played. That's not true. I've actually played Resident Evil 4 to completion because that game is like not exactly scary. But nonetheless, still enjoyable. You- that's resident evil 4 is actually where i quit the series because it's hard to play it's hard to play now no it's good it holds up no that's true i haven't played it in 10 15 years (laughs) i'm I'm waiting for the remake to complete the series honestly i just can't i get it you don't like toting ashley around no i hate it i hate babysitting ashley (laughs) all right you know, let's talk like about an interesting thing. game that I have a very small frame of reference for. But you okay. played, I mean, it's tough to say that you played through this game, but you played through some of it at the very least. Yeah. The, the Stanley, Stanley Parable, Parable Ultra Deluxe. Ultra Deluxe. Yeah, I yeah. played through, I would say I probably hit maybe 40 to 50% of this game yet or so far. Mm-hmm. But it's also a hard game to say 
I've seen everything because yeah. it's Do... it's got like a thousand paths. Yeah, so it's a it's a really interesting and like supremely unique video game. Do your best to sum it up to or just like you know if someone's listening to this or watching this that has never heard of this video game before what is this game good luck um okay so think walking simulator okay you're walking that's all you really do but you're walking down a street not really a street you're in an office building and you can choose to go into the left door or right door and then if you go in the left door, you can choose left door or right door. And if you go in the left door, you can choose left door or right door. Pretty much, you have choices to make everywhere in this game. And depending on what you choose, you have a different outcome. Some things loop back around. Other things are like capstones. That's you end the game, but then you get put right back to the beginning. There is a like true ending to this game that will make you roll the credits. It's fairly simple to get because you have a narrator in your ear the whole time. If you just do what he says, then you reach the end with, you know, quotations around. Um, but it's a game about choices and it's a game about doing what you want. Uh, yeah. There are many, many different things you can do. And like, I think there's like something like uh, don't quote me on this, but like 200 different paths Jeez. you can take. Um, so I beat the game, played a little bit of just the base game, did some different exploration options. Uh, one that I... It, it's hard to talk about this game without spoiling anything, and I'm trying not to. Yeah, don't. Um, uh, but I... So I played through the base game a little bit, and then I played through some of the new content. It's a very meta game. It talks about itself being a game a lot. Um, it's it, it almost kind of feels like if Deadpool made a game, but it wasn't a Deadpool game. It's so hard to talk about. I think everyone should at least like uh, watch a playthrough of this game. I think yeah. playing it yourself is the best because it's not a super expensive game. I think it's like 30 bucks. Um, but it is, it is... When I watched what I saw of the game... It reminded me a lot of if you like the banter of Portal, then yeah. you will enjoy playing through this game. I think is yeah, the and best it, it's, way to put it. It started as a Half-Life 2 mod, right? Okay. Um, originally, I think it was a Half-Life 2 mod. That's and then they kind of... Yeah, Source Engine. At least originally. Uh, I don't know what it is now. Um, but it, it was a Half-Life 2 mod where they just wanted to make a meta game. And that's what it is. It's it's a crazy game. I, I have a hard time finding the words to explain the game yeah. without spoiling listen, anything. Listen, we don't ever like review things. Give this game a score out of ten. Like I feel like that's probably even the hard thing to do with this mm, game. But I I don't know. It was I'd say like a seven. Okay, that's fair. Um, it it's a game for smart people. <laughs> Well, I'll um, check right in. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. J Jake just put it in his cart. Um, it's, I enjoyed what I played of it, but I think because I kind of knew what to expect going into it, it kind of dulled the experience. I think mm -hmm. if you just kind of pick this up and experience it raw, that's the best way to play it. Yeah. Um, if anybody has ever played the 
I think it's called The Corridor on Steam. It's very similar, but this is like it times a thousand. So if you haven't played The Corridor, that's not helpful at all. But if you have played it, then, you know, it's check it out. Check check this game out. It, it will defy expectations. Nice. Speaking yeah. of defying expectations, <laughs> that's hmm. a bad transition. I got to get those transitions under, under lockdown <laughs> here. Um, we talked last month or two months ago now at this point about uh, Switch Sports. And the way that they rolled out Switch Sports, if you've been listening to the show, uh, they're doing a similar thing with Mario Strikers Battle League, but uh, with a slightly different twist to it. So essentially, Mario Strikers Battle League comes out on June 10th. Um, this coming weekend, starting on June 3rd, I believe, on Friday, and then over the course of the weekend, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, they're doing little flights of a online technical test demo, the same way they did for Switch Sports. So essentially, you are able, if you so desire, to check out the game early. So they put the demo up for download this time around. And what's interesting about this one versus Switch Sports is with Switch Sports, you could download it early, but when it was you could do nothing in the game until it was one of these hour-long windows they gave you to try it online. With the Mario Strikers Battle League, they had um, the tutorial available to us immediately. And let me tell you, there's a lot to experience in this little fucking tutorial. So I hopped on really? here and I played this tutorial for nearly an hour. Uh, it's very comprehensive and I'm glad that I decided to hop on and play the tutorial first because having just one hour of a window to play the game and learn the ins and outs of it, this game ended up yeah. being surprisingly deep. So I don't want to spend too much time on it yet, but I felt that it was important to bring up that you can go online right now and download this demo ahead of playing it online during specific windows for an hour. I think there's five windows over three days each of them an hour long a piece, the same way they did the Switch Sports test um, this weekend. If you're thinking about doing that, hop on and do the tutorials. It has a lot going on. There's a bunch of different moves. It controls surprisingly differently than the original two Mario Strikers games, and it's fun and deep. This, I, I've had high hopes for Mario sports games in the past. Honestly, the Mario sideshows have been leaving something to be desired over the past couple of years. I think since like Mario Tennis Aces and Super Mario Party, there have been some issues with some lackluster offerings. Dude, Tennis Aces was great. It's it's okay. It's okay. There's not much to go back to. Um and and I think it's they're they're all a bit of a one trick pony, and that's how Nintendo is. And I mean, I get it. the The best case scenario with these Nintendo sports games is you get them, you play them for a couple hours, and then you whip them out when it's fucking go time. When you have the friends yeah. over that like that game, then you can play against them, and that's absolutely fine. Yeah. But Mario Strikers Battle League, my hunch is, is that there's more here, and I think that it might be a game that has some sort of competitive following. Now, I'm not saying it's going to be Smash Brothers levels of like this thing's going to pop up at Evo or anything like that, but I think if they get the online functionality correct and that this game gets that same trickle of DLC to keep it interesting, we might have a hit on our hands. So, uh, hop on, play that tutorial. I will say, if I'm going to be like singing its praises. I'm not sure that I personally love all of the changes that they've made to the Mario Strikers formula. I prefer a nice, simple soccer game. What was nice about the original Strikers, even over the Mario Strikers Charged, the second one for the Wii, was that you could throw a controller to your buddy and by the second quarter, 
they knew everything that was going on and they were going to be competitive against you. This one is going to take some work. If you've been playing it for a few hours, you're going to have a huge edge over an opponent that just grabbed it. So, worth checking out if you're into that kind of thing. Speaking of things we're kind of into... Speaking of things... You've been playing uh, one of the new releases of this past month. Not many new releases yeah, in May, but many. you checked not out many. Evil Dead the game. Yeah, I checked out Evil Dead. I played it on stream one night. Um... It's an asymmetrical multiplayer. You can either play as the... God, I've forgotten the name of the demon. You can play the bad guy, or you can play as a team of survivors, mm -hmm. uh, which are characters from the Evil Dead movie slash TV show, I guess. Uh, don't quote me on that. Never watched any of the Evil Dead, even though I'm going to... Oh, I God. think I want to That's watch weird. it soon. Yeah, I know. Um, it's a Sam Raimi joint, too, so it's like, it of is. course That's I should watch that, right? Yeah, I I'm going to watch it soon. But anyways, uh, asymmetrical multiplayer... Uh, I can't speak too much on it because I played, I did the tutorials mm -hmm. and I played one match as a demon and one match as a survivor. Both matches I lost. <laughs> um, it's definitely a team game. If you've got a group of four people that you want to play with, you guys can have a great time with this game. Yeah. Um, it's very, very interesting and, and fun from what I played. Um, but I, I want to play it with people. I'm not going to keep sure. playing it if I'm playing it alone, you know? And it's one of those games, it's 40 bucks, right? It might be hard to convince your entire group to pick up yeah. this game. Is um, it? Does it feel like a $40 game? Does it feel big budget? Does it feel like a full package? Um, Yeah, it feels fine. Um, It's got offline modes as well where you can play against AI, so that's nice. Um, mm -hmm. I... I have a hard time putting any like definite rating on it just because I haven't put much time into it yet. But I, I have sat here and wondered what makes this different and what makes this more or less enticing than Dead by Daylight. Sure. That's and, the crowd they're going for. So the reasonable yeah, question to ask. And and Dead by Daylight, I'm gonna I'm gonna be honest, man. I don't know how it has the legs that it has. I don't I don't see the appeal of that game. It's not for me. I've played it a couple times. I don't love it. Um, but this game, there's much more combat. Like, you can fight back against the demon, right? Mm -hmm. You have weapons. You fight the demon and his minions and everything. Um, and as the demon, you can spawn in enemies and stuff. It kind of reminds me of the Resident Evil one that came out a little while ago. Uh, I don't even remember Resistance, what it was called because they've been putting out resistance maybe resident it evil pumps out a little side game that's supposed to be packed in with their game every time they puck they do out. yeah so i think it came out track. with re3 remake um but it was an asymmetrical multiplayer and it didn't it just didn't hit right and i don't know mm. what it is that i don't know what it takes to nail down asymmetrical multiplayer um but if you're an Evil Dead fan, I think you'll enjoy this. If you're an asymmetrical oh, yeah. multiplayer fan, I think you'll enjoy this. Um, mm -hmm. But I'm having a hard time finding my place in this genre of games. Yeah. So that's fair. Check it out. Ever since Evolve, man, they can't get it right. <laughs> did you ever play that back mm -hmm. in the day? No, but fun. I did play uh, weird the video game, the Predator game. Yeah, yeah. That PlayStation did. Mm -hmm. Um, it was fun. I liked it. Nice. Yeah. Nice. Um, I checked out briefly Roller Champions. 
Is that what it's called? Yeah, Roller Champions. Probably. Who knows? Okay, so this is Ubisoft game that's been in development for like two or three years. I feel like I saw this at like 2019. I I didn't remember it, but I fucking played Roller Champions. They revealed this at like an E3 or a Summer Games Fest. And mm. they said, hey, go try it now in like alpha or beta or something. And it, it felt like a different video game at the time. But I played really? it and I said, this sucks. And I didn't think about it again until it got pretty much announced as being out and available now. And uh, I tried it out. Tutorial went well. And I actually really liked the movement. And I said, this has promise. So then I hopped online, and this game was touted as, you know, being a full package. It's available, it's online, it's cross-play, you can play the single player, you can play the multiplayer, you can have a league, you can do all this stuff, right? So I get online, mm-hmm. and I'm on my PlayStation 5, playing the PlayStation 4 version of the game. My buddy's on PC, and we go to initiate that cross-play, mm. and we can't see each other. We do a little Googling, and... Despite crossplay being listed as one of the features on their website, and when they're talking about this game, the Broken crossplay that is available is if you hop into a match made game, there is a chance that you will pop up against somebody else that's on a different console. The functionality, so no party the functionality to add somebody to your party that is on a different console does not exist yet. Ubisoft, get fucked, dude. That is the shittiest thing i have ever heard <laughs> that is not what we are looking for in crossplay it is not a feature of your video game that i can randomly be against an opponent from a different console it's great because when no one's playing this in a month and a half maybe you'll be able to fucking find an opponent that's the only thing you're doing is you're doing this for yourself the fact that you're touting crossplay and i can't invite my friend that's on another console to play with me doesn't fucking count as crossplay you got us on a technicality and i am ashamed for you all that's all Dude, that's he, all the press no no you can't that's all that's all they get roller champions will not be spoken of again they're fucking banned um yes i feel like there was another game recently that did that there was like you could play with pc people but you couldn't party up with them i think Insane. it was called i think it was back for blood or maybe don't quote it's, me on that but it's like I almost feel like I almost use the word like it's like the biggest injustice, but like I shouldn't be as mad as I am, but I have not been so generally peeved at a video yeah. game. And I was like on stream fuming like that's so shitty to advertise crossplay steam and then, coming out of your ears. Oh my God. It, it made me so fucking mad, so mad that I want to spend more time talking about Sonic 06 than roller champions. I played Sonic 06 for the first time. Now, listen, we're going to talk about Sonic Origins and Sonic Frontiers on this show, but I went back and I played what is widely regarded as the worst Sonic game of all time and one of the worst technical video games of all time. And I don't know, man. In my head, I said, it can't be that bad. It's honestly... It's as bad as they say. The problem with Sonic 06 is that it prevents you from doing what you want to do. It makes me furious that the platforming and the control of the character is so bad because everything else in the game is actually really good. It looks way better than any video game should have looked in 2006, especially a 3D platformer. It's got ridiculous over-the-top music. It's got beautiful levels. It's got nice graphics. It's got the most absurd story you would ever believe. Sonic is trying to fuck a human girl. I'm not kidding. They're frolicking in the forest together. He's holding her as they run through levels. But it is a technical train wreck of a video game. And I'll be 100% honest, 
I can't wait to play more of it, and I'm going mm-hmm. to. I'm going to finish this video game. It's so stupid and fun. I played against a boss, the second boss in the game. So you play as Sonic the Hedgehog, but you can also play as Silver the Hedgehog, who is a new character for this game, or Shadow the oh, Hedgehog. Oh, is this when Silver was introduced? Yeah, yeah. So the second boss you fight is Silver in a tiny little box of an arena. And this game, I kid you not, and listen, I know I'm not good at video games or anything like that, but I did beat Elden Ring. I found it somehow in myself to make Elden Ring happen. I played some Dark Souls games. I played some difficult games in my day, and I've overcome. I kid you not, I died to this boss like 30 times before I even got a fucking hit (laughs) on him on purpose. It was absolute insanity. It is some of the worst fucking game design that I've ever experienced in my life. But it was just one of those things, every time I died, I just wanted to complete it even more. It's thoroughly infuriating and a hell of a good time. Sonic 06, check it out. In stores now. Uh, oh, wait, um, worth noting. I got this game. Mm-hmm. So this game was so bad that Sega tried to hide it, and they ripped it down the digital mar- off the digital marketplaces, and you couldn't buy it outside of a hard disk for many, many years, like a decade. And then a week ago, out of nowhere, they put it back up on the Xbox marketplace for five bucks. I've had it on my list of shit to check out, and it was an easy, easy clap. Dude, I was about to say, I saw this at my Walmart, a 360 version of it, still in stock at my Walmart recently. Really? How much was it? I don't know. I didn't see. I Next saw time you're there, there on the shelf. shoot me a message? Because I would be <laughs> yeah. interested in yeah. that. I want to yeah, I'll let you that, know. especially sealed. Um, what was it recently that I found? I sent you a picture of, of some 360 game within the past year, I guess. Oh, not really something. Recently. I forgot what it was. But it was a good, it was a good ticket. Um, yeah. Okay, we're gonna get into some more games that Colin's been playing. But the games that I'm gonna be talking about over the next couple that I bring up on my end, as far as what I've been playing, I was on a vacation for like almost three weeks. It wasn't exactly a vacation. I was helping out some family, so I was kind of stranded with just my Switch and a very limited laptop. So I played some kind of more out there games, less demanding games or Switch exclusive games. So some of my stuff is gonna get a little weird. Um, lots of travel, lots of being on a plane, and I will say a lot of Picross. Picross. I've never you know, played Picross. Do you know anything about it? Nope. I do a fucking terrible job trying to explain it. It's a, uh, it's a grid-based game, sort of like Sudoku with numbers, but it gives you like a, a code or a pattern that you have to figure out and just fill in the blocks. By using the numbers, you can either fill the block or mark the block as not a block to be filled. And then via process of elimination, you go through and you create a picture. And it is the most serene and relaxing and satisfying puzzle game ever. And it's a Nintendo Switch exclusive. And there's seven or eight of them now. It's Picross S. It originated back on, I believe, if you go to the Nintendo or the Super Nintendo, you can play the Japanese version on your Switch right now. Uh, via the Nintendo Switch Online Classics catalog. And you can play it in Japanese because it's all numbers-based. You'll figure out what you're doing, I promise. Right now you're saying, I can't play it in Japanese. There's no instructions. Japanese just, numbers! Just hop in and figure out the game. You can do it. You, you, you listener, you, viewer, you can do this too. Um, worth checking out. Yeah, I can't fun. recommend it enough. If you like a little puzzle game like a Sudoku or like a word search or any kind of little time killer, especially on your Switch on a plane, like... You know, I had some flights. I had a flight that was like 35 minutes long in the fucking air. At that point, like, hop on and play two games of Picross, three games of Picross. It's such a great time. Hey, man. Do you think they have achievements for this game? 
Can I get the platinum on this game? Nintendo doesn't have achievements. Maybe maybe that'll uh, be my prediction. Nintendo finally has uh, no, pre- no. achievements out there. Never. Event. They'll never do it. Um, that was a quick one. Let me just jump into my next one, too. I played some yeah. Breath of the Wild. It had been a while. And I beat Breath of the Wild back when it came out five years ago and all that. And then I got the DLC, and I remember hopping into the DLC and having no fucking clue what I was doing. And thinking one day I'm gonna go back and I'm gonna start this game fresh and go through. Doesn't all he get of a motorcycle in the DLC? Yeah, dude, I never got the motorcycle and I bought that. <laughs> thing. But you gotta, you gotta do it. You gotta complete things, and they're hard to complete. It's not a very uh, that game is fairly complex as far as like, oh shit, I forgot how to cook this food. Oh, I don't know how to surf on mm-hmm. my shield. There's weird button inputs. It's not very traditional by any game senses. Um, so starting it fresh was really, really nice. To, it's interesting. This game doesn't have multiple save files. The only way that I could save my save file and start a new one oh, was to create me, I know. a second user. It was ridiculous. But nonetheless, I got another user on my Switch now. And uh, I've got a Zelda save file that's about 10 hours into this thing. And this game holds up. It's so fun, man. It's still the open world to beat. Suck it, Elden Ring. You're cool. You look pretty. But you're just a bunch of fucking paths. And at the end of it is some sort of fucking spell I'm never going to use because I don't have the stats to use it. Breath of the Wild, every single corner that I take, I look forward and I find something new and exciting and a sense of wonder and a new secret I hadn't seen before or a shrine that is yet to be discovered. It is still, still. I get it. I understand the Breath of the Wild hate. I understand that it's an open world video game and it, now it's like a Ubisoft knockoff and it's not the Zelda that you were looking for. Take all of your criticisms and shove them up your ass. Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild is one of the greatest games of all time. And I stand by it. And this only... It, it only shows... like I mean, it's literally been five years since this thing came out. It holds up. And Breath of the Wild 2 is like almost a meme in my head currently. You know, it, it it definitely feels like, holy shit, how is this game not out yet? I forget how excited I am for it. I think Breath of the Wild 2 will be a contender for game of the year 2023. Obviously. I don't think that's a really hard Um game. See, listeners, watchers, whatever, what you guys Consumers. are going to realize is Jake spends like three months comparing everything to Outer Wilds and then three months comparing everything Breath to Breath of the, of the Wild. Wild. Listen, we have to take and a then, break. We're going to cut real quick. There's a spider on my ceiling. I'm going to lose my fucking mind. Oh, yeah. Ladies and gentlemen, the spider has been dealt with. Back to our regularly scheduled Colleen making fun of me for liking Zelda. Yeah, well, no, I... Okay, I like Zelda too, but I will admit I'm a little jaded with how everyone always talks about breath of the wild and they always talk about outer wilds and it's like they're great games i'll give you that but can they be a great game silently no i mean i'm listen i'm the same way when it comes to sly cooper i'm going to talk about sly cooper all day every yeah, day at least people uh, agree with me <laughs> that was mean that was mean and i take it's it true back. it's true it's true <laughs> i can't even deny listen well this is what happens the thing- when you attack my zelda i attack your sly <laughs> so, well i th- i think most people that have played sly agree with me it just hasn't I've been played, played sly enough. and i do agree i think sly is fucking fantastic it um just isn't as good as jack or ratchet oh i disagree 
okay, we'll move on. I I'll move on from this. More sly, now. more sly coming up in the predictions end of this. I'm yeah. cashing in on Colleen's fucking. I can't Colleen. Colleen's. <laughs> Uh, I have a sly love. I have a list, and yeah, at the I'm very sure. top of the list is Sly. If it yeah, will focus, yeah, it's not going to. Sure, I'm going to cash in on your prediction of Sly being at this Sony. Cineplex. Oh, and you're going to use it against me, aren't yeah, you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Put your money where your mouth is, pal. Oh, you're about to be no. streaming okay. every Kingdom Hearts game oh, or Zelda. <laughs> <laughs> oh, bro. Okay, okay. So the reason I'm jaded with Zelda is because I had a 50 hour save file and my oh. sister wanted to play so I let her play and she saved oh. over my file and I lost it all and I was so mad and I've been mad since then. I haven't touched I the game since then. I sold it. I sold the game. I never I've never touched it since. You don't sell the games. I know I don't sell games, but I was mad. Are you going to play Breath of the Wild 2? Of course. Yeah, gamer. Gamer. Yeah. Uh all right, you played Sackboy. Sackboy. Okay. While you I got me upset, game, dude. let's just continue so I can complain more. Um Sackboy, great game. Play it if you haven't. But if you want to get the platinum, you have to do this stupid challenge called the Rip Snorter, okay? Or whatever it's called. Rip stupid name. But to get to the challenge, you have to go through all the levels and you have to collect these little things called like um, knitted night trials. And they look like little silver Rubik's cubes hidden in the maps. So you collect all of those. For each one of those that you collect, you have to do a time trial. You do the time trial, you move on to the next one. At the end is the rip snorter, which is all, I think, 15 time trials put together in one run and you can't die if you get hit once good, bro. you're fine if you get hit twice you gotta restart and you have to do it in under 10 minutes so you can be right at the whatever 959 mark about to cross finish line but if you die you just wasted 10 minutes i spent probably 10 hours on this stupid trial trying to get it <laughs> because it was one stupid trophy so did you end up dying to get to the end more or did you get to the end and not have the time i got to the end once and i had the time that i needed okay so it was more about just getting through it without well yeah and at that point i had mastered everything so perfectly at the start i had plenty of time was it satisfying Um, as fuck though I don't know if I'd call it satisfying. I, I think I was just glad to have it over with. Yeah, it was one of those games that that's why I put it on my backlog was that sh- single challenge. Uh, and as soon as I finished that challenge, got the platinum, deleted the game, stuck it in my case, and over it's, it. uh, it's going to remain there. But what if they have a but, cool costume? What if they have a sly costume? Full play? Yeah, I'd probably play it. <laughs> <laughs> nice. I, I think that game is awesome and it doesn't get enough credit. And it feels like even when there's like not much competition, there's not many platformers, 3D platformers like that yeah. on PlayStation. It feels like it's already forgotten. And I think that yeah. it should come back. I would love a Sackboy's Big Adventure too. I think so too. And I played through the main campaign with my girlfriend and she's not a gamer like me, uh, but she played through the entire game with me and she enjoyed it, yeah. I think so nice it was good yeah um i played a bunch of castlevania on my switch while i was gone 
You have any Castlevania experience? Uh, I've watched the anime. That doesn't count. Um, uh, games? No, I don't have any. You never played Symphony of the Night, bro? No. All right, let me never. test my knowledge here. I think I can name all the games that are included on this collection. So it was uh, three of them that were from the Game Boy Advance, and then one of them, I think Dracula X Chronicles, the one on the far right, is a Sega Genesis game or like a remake of a Sega Genesis game. I'm not exactly sure the story on that, but that's not really the highlight. That's kind of a tacked on bonus. The trilogy on the left that you see there are the three games that came out on GBA when I was a kid. I think like 2004, 5, and 6 maybe, or 3, 4, and 5, something along those lines. Uh, so it's Castlevania Circle of the Moon, Harmony of Dissonance, and Aria of Sorrow. And these are three of the best Metroidvanias ever created circle of the moon's okay harmony of dissonance is really good that's my favorite one it's very traditional you are a guy with a whip you're a belmont with a whip um aria of sorrow is kind of more like a symphony of the night where you can get many different types of weapons and use them throughout the the game but they are obviously extremely traditional metroidvanias they are castlevania games castle map backtracking skills abilities you walk by this area with a gap too big for you to jump. You come back when you have the double jump, and now you can get through it. That kind of thing. It is so good in these games. Hold up against the test of time. The very first one is questionable. It was created... It was a launch game. Circle of the Moon was a launch game for the Game Boy Advance. A Game Boy Advance, the original one, the one that was shaped like a hamburger, not a hot dog, was uh, not a backlit screen. So it kind of is a little bit dimmer in general it was meant to be used while you had a light on in the room the screen itself didn't lend itself so it kind of looks a little washed out compared to the other two the other two are very vibrant games and just both so good i played most of my time was spent in harmony of dissonance running it back and if you have any interest in that genre these games are there's a lot of game here obviously it's four full games packed into one thing it goes on sale for like 10 to 15 bucks all the time and it's on every major platform specifically on switch i feel like it's a great fit though if you're ever looking for something like that 2d side scroller castle exploration action rpg Go um what do you mean game boy advance looks like a hamburger versus a hot dog uh you know it's like a horizontal instead of a vertical the oh, okay. Like yeah, a, the fold-up is the hot dog. Boy. Yeah, yeah, the SP oh, okay, is the first okay, backlit okay. one. Did you know that it's not Game Boy Advanced? It's Game Boy Advance. Advance. Yeah, yeah. That's weird. Game Boy GBA. Game Boy Advance. Yeah. Yeah. I had the, did you uh, finish any of these games? That's a real question. No, I did. I finished uh, Harmony back in the day, but I got like probably 12 hours into Harmony this time or so. Gotcha. Not bad. I was spread all No Hollow place. Knight? You had plenty of time for Hollow Knight. I didn't play any Hollow Knight, no. I don't own it on Switch. I didn't feel like rebuying it. Oh, really? Mm, that's fair. This is probably a great Switch game. It is. That's Hollow probably good it. stuff though. Um But yeah, I I love I love these games and I I love my Game Boy Advance. I used to have the uh the Glacier Purple Game Boy Advance, the see through mm, purple one. Oh the classic God. one. So sexy. I, if That's I were to I go back and rebuy, yeah. I was back in the day, I would like trade up. I would bring that in and I'd get a Game yeah. Boy Advance SP. And then I got my Game Boy Advance SP and I traded that in towards a Game Boy Micro. Very poor decision. That's a tough video game system Ooh, to play. Oh, a micro. Yeah. I still have it. My micro's sick. I'm going to grab it. It's worth it. Okay. Well, while he's gone, I can talk bad about him. Um, you think his big hands fit on that micro? I, I doubt it. I have, I highly doubt it. 
You feeling dead air insulting me? If you're watching the video version, you can see I've got the Famicom edition Game Boy Micro. I've got this little rose-colored gaming, I think is the brand, that makes these sweet little uh, stands to display things on. I've got a couple collectible items that I have on those. This show brought to you by Rose Color Gaming. Thank you. It's not, I paid a full fucking price for these, but Horror uh, at Game List. We're looking for that sweet Rose Color Gaming sponsorship, but... Yeah, if you want to sponsor Game, game List, uh, in, send me an inbox at... <laughs> whatever no. you can find give me your know. personal uh <laughs> colleen yt at gmail.com that's the personal that's the personal all right yeah. you played uh xbox game pass darling outriders outriders what's the deal okay the first thing i wanted to say about this game is whenever it's on your dashboard on the playstation on the playstation 5 at least you know how like you're playing on you playstation go, <laughs> you own it yeah yeah, I own it. Oh, God. I got it for like 10 bucks. Actually, it was a gift. It was a gift. Nice. Um, but he got it for like 10 bucks. So, um, so anyways, we're playing Outriders. Whenever you like over, you go over the dashboard, uh, go over to it on the dashboard, it, you know, it plays music, right? Because it plays, sometimes it plays the music of the game, right? On yeah. the PS5. Yeah. So this one, whenever you go over to it, instead of like some calm music that they normally play, it is the most abrasive sound you have ever heard. It it is just, it it oh my god! It's so bad. I don't know who decided to put that sound as the sound to their game on the dashboard. That is, but really they made like a mistake. Underrated thing. We should do like a. I feel like that's an untapped market. It would be like grading games versus uh, based on their preview dashboard presence yeah, yeah yeah i'll tell you what the the king of this shit is kingdom hearts man playing that dearly beloved mm, so relaxing. personally i think it's life is strange what kind of emo bops do they play it's not uh well maybe i don't know <laughs> we'll do a segment one day we'll do a segment and bring forward our favorite ones yeah yeah with Everyone like a screenshot three. of what it is and a sound bite or whatever that's a good idea let's have a top yeah. three bottom three yeah this yeah I like coming that. up I like special that. game list 2023 yeah um but yeah so i played through outriders i guess i got it during christmas so i played through most of it uh around christmas and then we got back into it recently uh i wrapped it up the story but characters yeah. but gameplay eh. um you know it's definitely the most mediocre looter shooter there is it's yeah. not a bad game i think if you get it for free or get it for 10 bucks i think it's worth it I, you know i put about 35 hours into it grinded out all the stuff for the the uh the platinum trophy mm -hmm. uh and I'll never play it again. So yeah, it's 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 it was kind of fun with friends, but I wouldn't <laughs> Outriders, play Outriders, it's fine. You heard it here first. <laughs> yeah, it's okay. <laughs> All right. Well, I was gone. We both played a game that I've played. I, I was thinking about bringing up my Steam and taking a peek at this. I've got at least five hundred hours in Risk on the computer. He's um, really good too. I hate to admit that he's good at something, but he's really good at. I like Risk. Risk. <laughs> like I've liked Risk since before it was on computers, and the fact that it's now on a computer and I can play it with online opponents has only honed my skills. If any of you gameless listeners want these hands, 
please try to get into Australia. I fucking beg you. I'm just kidding. He Australia likes is it actually because Australia is an <laughs> amateur, amateur hour place to try to hold down. Wait a minute. Isn't that what you held down to beat us last time? So here's the thing. If, if I have my, we were playing a game with five players with a random assortment, you, you get dictated where your people are. So you can't always just like make the call. Like if it was up to me, I'd hold Europe every single time, but I don't have that luxury depending on where things fall. So you, you play the cans that you're dealt and you try to do the best, but Australia is a fucking nightmare. You get barreled in there where other people have all kinds of fun. Sucks. Mm. <laughs> what did you think of playing it on the computer? Oh, I, I used to play it on my phone like that all the time with my friends in high school. Same way risk risk global domination. Yeah, literally yeah. the exact same thing. It's same not interface bad. and everything. Yeah. I, th I I would have done better in that game, but I kept misclicking everything. There, there was one move where I misclicked terribly and it just it yeah. ruined me but yeah. it was still fun it's a fun game with friends it's just one of the best yeah areas. it is and it's really it was a really good like i was a uh, my streaming setup was very limited so i was discording into somebody else that was streaming for me with my stream key um and even just playing risk and being on discord my computer was fucking chugging so it's <laughs> nice, to be, nice to be back to the battle station i'll tell you that that'll much. be me next week yeah but don't worry we're gonna get you on there yeah not an issue all right you jumped into call of duty vanguard which is still the current yeah. call of duty right yeah somehow it feels like it's been forever it does um so this kind of ties into the next thing that i've been playing as well um but i was playing hell let loose right and i beat it got final i say i beat it it's you're on hell let loose now Go yeah ahead. okay um so i this is a, this is one coherent story in the end. Yeah. Um, I beat it, getting the platinums at least. I got the platinum. Um, and Hell at Loose is just the most fun military sim I've ever played. It's so fun. Um, and I, as I was waiting for new content to drop, uh, I decided to hop into Vanguard because I wanted more World War II stuff. So what I did is I got into Vanguard, decided to play the campaign on stream campaign was it was good it was call of duty campaign i always enjoy call of duty campaigns right yeah. i can't think of any campaign that i hate um so it was a fun campaign nice and short like normal bunch of crazy shooting weird scenarios that you're in yeah they always uh, do the job. yeah their campaigns are always pretty good um i Played some multiplayer, and my god, Call of Duty multiplayer has just gotten ridiculous. It is... It, it. I almost have a seizure trying to load in and run across the map to understand what's going on. Yeah, there's a lot happening. I, the, all the skins and bullet effects and everything that's going on in this game is just ridiculous. They started... When Modern Warfare released, that was where it was my favorite, because it was, it was a little slower... Things were a little bit more grounded. And then over time with that and Cold War, they started pumping out all these skins and like bullet effects and just weird things. Oh, my God. I thought you were talking about Call of Duty 4 Modern Warfare, not Call of Duty Modern oh, Warfare no. 2019. I'm talking about 2019. Sorry. Where you're not in my head fucking agreeing with you because that's when Call of um, Duty was great. <laughs> oh, yeah. No, Different see, eras. I loved 2019 Modern Warfare. Yeah, I did too, for, like, actually. First year. Good. 
Yeah, it was great. And then Cold War and Vanguard have just gone off the rails. I can't even tell what's going on in the game anymore. They've really cannibalized themselves. I was actually reading something recently about how Modern Warfare right now is actually fucking unplayable, like the online multiplayer part because of a Warzone update. And I'm sure they've fixed that since, but they really created a nightmare trying to combine these games and making them all cater to Warzone. Yeah, it's just, it's, Multiplayer's not fun anymore yeah. to me. It's just not my thing. Um, and then I tried out the zombies, and the zombies in this game is probably the worst zombies has ever been. It's yeah. terrible. It's the worst. Um, so I didn't stick with that past completing the campaign. Understand. But then, going back to Hell Let Loose, they finally released their uh, Eastern Front update on consoles. So we nice. have Stalingrad and Kursk. Um, yeah. which are really fun maps to play. I love that game, and I love the experiences that you have in that game. If you've never played Hell Let Loose, I've told you guys like 20 times at this point, but please play Hell Let Loose. It is so fun. It's a perfect segue into my closeout because you've talked about Hell Let Loose, I think, three times in a row, and we're about to talk about Vampire Survivors very briefly for, I'm pretty sure, the fourth time because... Wow. We talked about it when I first played it. We talked about it when Freight was on. Then you yeah. tried it on Freight's recommendation. And then yeah. I really had only put in like two hours into that game, and I was fond of it. But while I was gone, it was a perfect game that my computer could run while I was out. Your computer could run it without blowing up? Well, I didn't realize once I got good at it that it would be stressful. So it sort of like started off going really well when my runs were five minutes long. And then it got pretty fucking intense. But now that I've sunk like ten yeah. hours into Vampire Survivors... All I want to say is that if you're on the fence, if you've said, ah, it's three bucks, I'll get to it at some point. Oh, I've heard them talk about it a couple of times. We'll see if it's for me. Just go fucking buy it. Go fucking buy it. Go I would it. counter that with don't buy it. Go no. get like three ice cream cones for a dollar. Ice cream cones are more than a dollar. Okay, go get two ice cream cones. Go for get $3. one ice cream cone and then Where push, it onto, ice your, cream push it onto your face about, like, slow because like you're an idiot. McDonald's, you know? <laughs> <laughs> um i tried to play vampire survivors in class one day on my macbook and my fans started blowing so fast that the entire class could hear it and they kept turning back to look at me uh because i sit in the back of the class so they were all like turning around like what are you doing back there yeah uh so i had to close it out and delete it um before we move on to game news for the last month no no big additions to either of our game list for the year mm. this month. Uh, what do you mean? Like uh, none, of, none of the games that we played this month affect our goaties. Oh, mine does. Really? Yeah, Ghostwire. Ghostwire's in there? Yeah. Nice, nice. Give us a little preview. So we're going to dig in. Typically, we talk a little bit more about our list, but because we're going to have the bonus episode next month, as a reminder... This month, in two weeks, we're going to have a bonus episode that recaps all of the news that we're looking forward to for E3, Summer Game Fest, all these press conferences that are coming up, and it'll be our half-the-year update for our individual game lists. So look forward to that. In the meantime, let's talk about some video game news. All right, the biggest news of the month happened almost a fucking month ago now. I don't want to say it's old news. We only do this show once a month, all right? Now let me tell Never you. Never old news. No, no, it's still big news. I think this will go down as being one of the bigger news stories of the month, uh, of the year. 
Embracer group. <laughs> I, was about to say, I think it probably is the biggest. It is the biggest one. of the month. Who who would have thought? Uh, Embracer group, the fucking absolute legends over there have acquired. Embrace me. Crystal Dynamics, Eidos Montreal, and Square Enix Montreal from Square Enix. Wild. For a. Do you fucking... think they're gonna leave it named Square Enix Montreal? No. No, that would be a flex, though. <laughs> That's got to be in the writing somewhere. Uh, I don't know. Who who knows? Um, but pretty fucking crazy news. And to be honest, uh, some really gigantic IP, which is, I think, I mean, obviously, they spent $300 million, which in the grand scheme of things, with all of the stuff that has been acquired this year is it's tiny it seems to me like square enix was ditching a problem a perceived yeah. problem yeah um i i think square enix I, we've talked about this perhaps even on this show at length about how like square enix has really struggled with their non-japan studios specifically with crystal dynamics it's i think safe to call marvel's avengers a misstep uh guardians of the galaxy although the failure it was, it's more than a misstep yeah okay um, Guardians of the Galaxy, great video game, still couldn't really... I, th I don't think it could get out from under Marvel's Avengers is the problem with Guardians yeah. of the Galaxy. Um, and just how genuinely, I think that Square Enix has kind of mishandled those studios in the marketing for them. And even the games that come out that are successful are still labeled as a failure in their eyes. So I think this yeah. is a little bit of Square Enix doing what I've been saying they should do for quite a while in that they need to focus on what they're good at. Square Enix is great at doing mm -hmm. Japanese RPGs and action games. And yeah. now they're trimming the fat over there and they're doubling down on what they're what they can control. And at the same time, they're ditching some pretty big names that if you ask me for the last decade have been questionably used. So if we're just going down the list of what they've got, Crystal Dynamics has been working on Tomb Raider, Marvel's Avengers. They're currently supporting the initiative over at Microsoft right now, working on Perfect Dark, which apparently Very weird. is a big fucking mess. Um, but Disaster. they also have the IP for Pandemonium, the old games, uh, Legacy of Kane and Blood Omen and all that stuff, which are some PS2 classics from your girl. What's your girl's name? You love her. She's good. She Amy does the Hennig? studios. Amy Henning. Yes. Yeah, I was, I wasn't sure what you were going at there. Yeah, yeah. I was yeah. like, what? <laughs> yeah. Uh, and then most importantly, although not confirmed, it wasn't in the press release. I believe if you buy Crystal Dynamics, you also buy the rights to Gex. It's fucking Gex uh, time. 2024. I mark never my words. Gex. 2024 is the year of Gex. Maybe 2025. Gex, the Gex We're calling it the Gex The Gex Yes. Um, it's coming. I, you know, I, I think this is a very interesting deal. I much prefer this over PlayStation or Xbox buying someone. Yeah, bigger third uh, party. Yeah, because Embracer is in the business for money, not platforms, right? Mm -hmm. So they're gonna put they're gonna put these games anywhere they can, yeah. uh, which I think is great. You know, more games to more people. Um, yeah, and I, I have not. We ha Embracer owns a lot now they do they um, grabbed gearbox not long ago um gearbox group THQ. is formerly thq nordic which i think a lot of people forget and that comes yeah. with a decent amount of property in the first place um 
Cock Media, Koch, Cock. It's a tough call. Uh, this this came up a lot during last year's Summer Games Fest because Koch Media did a um, press release, not a press release, but a like uh, their own little you know event. Everyone's like, who? Did you really? Who the fuck are you guys? Um, who the heck is but Cock? They're, they're really not too bad. It's um, Deep Silver is yeah, pretty much who they represent. So uh, you got like Risen, the Sacred series, um, Dead Island, Rides Dead of Island. Hell, uh, Saints Row. I don't even know if you can consider Dead Island anymore. Dead Island 2 has been in development it's, hell it's longer than any other uh, game. The Metro series is really big for them as well. Ooh, love so the Metro series. they under their, under their belt. And I guess, I mean, I don't know. I feel like there's a world where... It's been EA and Ubisoft have been the two names. I wouldn't be surprised if in like two or three years at E3 or Summer Games Fest 2025, everyone's really looking forward to what the Embracer Group press conference yeah. is going to look like, you know? And it's, yeah, it's cool to I, see. I'm excited. You know, I, I think, I think uh, Square has a cultural difference that, that causes lots of issues with West, Western games. Sure. Um. You know, they, they mishandled Avengers. Avengers should have been just a slam dunk, right? Mm -hmm. You know, a freaking Avengers game at the height of Marvel. Yeah. Like fame, uh, you know, and they, they mishandled it. And unfortunately, it kind of rolled off into Marvel's Guardians of the Galaxy, which was great. Yeah. Great game. Um, and it's, but yeah, I, it's worth noting continue. that, um, it's Eidos Montreal are the ones that did Guardians of the Galaxy. So yeah, and Crystal, they, Crystal Dynamics, Dynamics supported, I believe, um, because yeah. they're all under that same umbrella. But in that same yeah. list of things that uh, they're doing, Eidos Montreal is no slouch either. That's the other big IPs that they grabbed. Um, on top of Tomb Raider, Eidos Montreal did the newest Tomb Raider, Shadow of the Tomb Raider, I think. I get Shadow and Rise not. mixed up quite a bit, two and three. Yeah, Rise is, is the middle one. Snow. Rise is Snow. You rise to the top. Yeah, of that's where snow is. Yeah, rise um, is the middle one. It's Tomb Raider, so the, rise, shadow. Yeah, so they did shadow of the Tomb Raider from Crystal Dynamics on the bones of that. Obviously, yeah. probably a pretty easy development cycle there. Um, but they are best known for helming Deus Ex for the mm -hmm. last uh, decade or so, which has a huge following. And those games have been really solid, from what I understand. They did a Thief reboot in 2014, which I think was pretty well received. No, pretty it wasn't. Solid. Oh, no. it had a Poorly. cool cover art. Yeah. Piece of shit? Yeah. Well, hopefully Bad. Embracer Group gets it together. <laughs> and then Square Enix Montreal, very small. They did like a Deus Ex Go and Tomb Raider Go. They do like little mobile adaptions of these games. Yeah. But yeah. overall. Interesting. Yeah. Pretty, pretty cool. I'm excited to see the future. Yeah. I think mm -hmm. I'm personally excited to see square enix trim the fat more than i am embracer group to get these titles i know that not many people feel that same way but for me it's it seems like they probably let those ips go and those teams go at a loss over at square enix so that they could just kind of out of sight out of mind it and get back to basics you know lots of people are saying you know square offloaded these studios so that they would sell easier i don't I don't see Square selling after I see Square offloading. Selling. I I don't right now. That's a tough call. Yet, yeah. um, not I would say Square's not selling within the next two years. 
Yeah, um, I don't know. I feel like Sony might want them. I feel like Sony might give them an offer they can't refuse. I think refuse, Sony definitely wants them. It's a tough call because Sony seems to be buttering their bread over there pretty well. Right now, Square seems to be doing whatever they can do to align with these big studios while not... Yeah, yeah, he almost made a terrible sexual joke. But they're not giving it up too easy, if that makes sense. Um, I... You know, they're I... taking these deals with like Epic Game Store where Final Fantasy 7 Remake and Kingdom Hearts are both Epic Game Store exclusives. They'd be massively popular on Steam, but they're taking that easy paycheck and they're maintaining that exclusivity mm-hmm. for longer than people even thought that they would. Uh, if mm-hmm. you go back two years, two and a half years to when 7 Remake came out, the entire world was screaming one year of exclusivity and that this thing would be on Xbox One and PC in fucking no time. Now, it did come to yep. PC via Epic Game Store, but that's still a Sony console exclusive. We even had Integrate yep. came, come out, and at the same time, the Integrate fans said the same thing. It's going to be one year of console exclusivity. Maybe they renewed it, something along those lines, because of the Integrate DLC and the PS5 that's version. That's what I was thinking. But we've now exceeded that time frame as well. So Has it already a been a call. year? I believe so. I think it was April of last year. Wow, I still haven't played Intergrade yet. Yeah, so fucking um, um One thing I think is like... on that for predictions. Yeah. We're, we're um, in the month of... It's 25th anniversary for Final Fantasy VII, baby. Oh, that's true. Mm-hmm. Um, I think like Square... It, they, I don't know who's making the decisions over there, but I, I'm kind of torn. I think if Square wants to succeed, final focus on Final Fantasy. Um, oh, what, they have Dragon Age, or not Dragon Age, a Dragon Quest... Quest um focus on like the things that are like always gonna sell right and but but they go for these new ips that are questionable at best like babylon's mm. fall yeah. and dio field chronicles which we haven't seen that game yet um and then we could also even throw in uh oh balan Wonderworld. okay it, <laughs> i listen i i i know but um i get it uh, they're so quick to admit that like Western games of theirs are failures, but they're still backing um, games yeah. like no, that's a valid Babylon's point. Fall. And it's a tough call. Like Babylon's Fall is a poor example for anybody trying to rebut it because I think that game is a critical and technical failure. Um, and everyone agrees that it's trash and ill-conceived. But I think for things like Dio Field Chronicles and like the new Valkyrie Pro- Profile game... Um, Valkyrie Elysium, Valkyrie Elysium. Along, yeah something along those lines it's tough to tell how popular those games are and what they consider a success there because I think that, that some of those are very low budget and small teams yeah. that they put together and if those go through and they sell 300,000 copies in the states and then like 1.2 million over in Japan I think those still count as success for them I think if they're if they're coming through in the green then you're all set But well and then my thing also is like I like new ip because i like things to change it up but at the mm. same time square has not been doing the best on new ip or here recently. no no cash in on what you um, got yeah and for it's sure. like give me more final fantasy we're begging for more Listen, final fantasy from your mouth to god's ears <laughs> i can god, only are you there i can only i can only hope that you're correct uh, and that yeah. we get some of that in the near future because we needs it but more of that coming up in my predictions yeah. at the end of this show I'm excited to get there um, um, Gotham Knights can we talk about that we can most certainly talk about Gotham Knights what a weird so, showing 
the first thing I want to say is for the video watchers, video watchers, yeah. for the people watching the video, um, Jake, I'm going to ask you to swap straight from the Gotham's Knights picture back to the Ghostwire Tokyo picture and flip flop back and forth and tell me they are not the exact same picture. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. You're pretty right. You're pretty right. They're the exact same picture. Um, but what did you think of the gameplay demo for this? This game looks like an Xbox 360 classic. Mm. <laughs> um, all right. So a, a little bit of table setting. They had like a DC fandom or whatever like that, something along those lines, and uh, they showed off like 10 minutes of raw gameplay, which. All in all, that's the right thing to do. They had the right idea. No CGI trailer. Let's see this fucking game in action. They showed it off, and it looks like an Xbox One PS4 game from like five or six years ago. Is the basically what it boils down to. Now, I get it. It's not a finished game or anything like that. And it's worth noting that Gotham Knights is the spiritual successor slash spinoff to the Batman Arkham series, but it is not being done by... Who's the main guys? It's not Rocksteady, Right? Rocksteady yeah. makes the good ones. So Rocksteady did yeah. Batman, Arkham City, and Arkham Knight, the first two. And then... Uh, Asylum, City, and Knight. Asylum, City, and Knight. Exactly. Yeah, the original three. And then Origins was no, done by... the original three. Origins was the third one. Because that was on 360 PS3. And then Knight was Rocksteady's outing. Oh, uh, see, I, yeah, I guess I don't count Origins because it, like, jumps back to the beginning. Yeah, yeah. so like a prequel side story. Um, so yeah. this is done by the kind of the ad hoc team. It's the it's the secondary guys. And at the same time, Rocksteady is busy with their Suicide Squad game. Suicide Squad. Exactly. Which so this is... is set... I, I'm a little confused on the messaging. I know one of them is in the Arkham universe and one of them isn't. This is the one that isn't, right? I believe Rocks. they're all set in the Arkham universe. Are they? I'm yeah. gonna I'm gonna look that up while you give me your impressions. Just yeah, because I'm, I'm not positive because I'm pretty sure that this one takes place in it, where Batman is dead, uh, and these four freaks are leading the charge. So it's four playable characters, third person, open world. It looks a lot like the other Arkham games, despite having different playable characters. Uh, online co-op throughout the whole thing of up to i believe four characters but i think we've only seen two in action and basically what's happened is the world agrees that this game looks okay it looks like a mm -hmm. six or a seven um the feedback was really rough around this i think that i personally we're about to talk about jedi fallen order 2 which is now called jedi survivor and i'm about to give them hell about <laughs> not showing no, gameplay please. but i guess this is the alternative is that if they would have showed a cgi trailer i'm like hey your game comes out in six months show us the fucking game this is the risk that you take you show us the game and mm -hmm. it looks only okay and this is the response that you get so i honestly um, don't know what to make of it it's not out of control it looks like an honest look at what the game is and i appreciate them not lying to us and i think that there's still a ton of people that would play this and be happy with it being a seven or an eight and I get it. Nobody wants to put out a game that's like everyone's. Everyone sets out and they say we're gonna make a game that's a ten. It's gonna be the greatest game of all time. And it, not every game. More often than not, the game does not come out that way. But I don't know. I I think that this game could still come out in its current form and be a critical failure and a commercial success. Yeah. So what I think is, um, the gameplay looks clunky and slow. 
mm-hmm. um, which is kind of hard to come off of because the most recent game that we had similar to this was Spider-Man, right? I guess. Um, yeah. And Spider-Man is just so smooth and fast and just polished. Yeah. Um, and I think this is going to have a hard time meeting those expectations um i I, i'm not a huge dc fan i I really just don't like dc that much um so i i might be a little i'm not gonna say i i dislike dc because i don't dislike dc i'm just more of a marvel guy so i'm gonna have a uh inherent bias to marvel stuff i'm in the same um yeah it's just it's like eh, i look at it and it's like i the like the stuff on screen right now for the video the people that are listening they were showing different like rarity items and things like that and it's like does a game like this need it just give me the gadgets that unlock through the story and let me have fun with them i don't want to have to be swapping out my gun every two minutes because i'm getting something of a higher rarity design though it's it's tough call um i think one of the more interesting bits that came out of this is when they kind of re-revealed this game and showed off this stuff i wonder how much will change in between here and release because one of the things that they did was they announced the kind of unceremonious cancellation of the previous gen versions which i think is one of the yeah. smartest thing that they've done um i think so i read too. an article that said internally we don't want to have the next like cyberpunk 2077 and i yeah. think what cyberpunk did wrong is that they spread themselves too thin trying to develop for mm-hmm. these earlier consoles and all versions of the game suffered for it so i think taking the ps4 and the xbox one versions of the game off the table and focusing on current gen is a bold and good decision for them uh the problem is is that now outside of it being released this way only on these next gen consoles you can't hide that development started on these older generation consoles and if you can't make a game that looks better than you know four-year-old spider-man for ps4 at this point then i guess you're kind of in a bad spot yeah, and and they gotta get rid of the freaking Fortnite glider. Why? What? They put a know. glider that looks like some straight up Fortnite in there. I don't care. Um, I I don't know. Um, but I did look it up. Gotham Knights is not set in the Arkham universe. Oh, interesting. Suicide Squad is set in the Arkhamverse, but it is not a direct continuation from the Arkham games guarantee um, that comes back false and it is a direct continuation yeah also what are what are the bets that batman actually isn't dead in this game i think there's a hundred percent chance batman's not actually dead well if you look at like the key art for the this key game, art if you're if you're watching it you can see it here if you're listening you can just google gotham knights and click images and it'll come right up it's a big purple rainy scene and it's our four heroes from the game walking over a puddle and inverted in the puddle is the outline of fucking batman like it's yeah 100 <laughs> percent batman's gonna be in this game and i think if he's not an unlockable fifth character he'll absolutely be in one of those sort of like one-off like you play this chapter as batman like the second to last chapter or something like that yeah you can't have the setup to a game be Oh, Batman's dead. But actually, he's not. Yeah. Because no, we not. all know he's not going to be dead. It's Batman, baby. I think it's a better chance of this game coming out and like like there there's a 0% chance this game comes out and Batman's actually dead. Yeah. I would right? say I would say right. I wouldn't take that bet if you're trying to get me to play a fucking Gotham. Yeah. No, Batman. not at all, but <laughs> Arkham Knights everyone. Yeah. I guess. Um, Speaking about cancellations and delays, just a little blip. Uh, two Microsoft games. Again, this is probably 
We talked a lot about this with Horizon. When Horizon didn't get an announcement of a date before one of those state of plays, I said, all right, they're going to push this fucker back. Um, getting kind of ahead of the news. They don't think they wanted Microsoft's big press conference in June to have the headline, Starfield and Redfall delayed till 2023. Delayed. So a month early, yeah. they pushed these games back. Um, now, Starfield is obviously the big Bethesda joint, Todd Howard working on it, kind of the space equivalent of Fallout in Elder Scrolls, apparently. Mm. Redfall is a slightly more interesting one. That one is, do you know the, do you know the details on Redfall? Uh, more or less, it's a Arkham Austin, or not Arkham. Arcane. It's a Ar Arcane Austin joint. Uh, they're the yeah. guys that developed Dishonored. Um, yep. so reasonably I would be super excited for this, but from what, I, from my understanding, it's not a, it's not necessarily a straight up, uh, immersive sim. It's a four. multiplayer. Yeah. It's a four player, probably looter shooter, man. Yeah. And it's like, that's not what I want from arcane. They are yeah. so good at immersive Sims and it, I hope they get it together and it's a decent project, but I don't. Uh, personally on my radar i know starfield is at the top of many many lists it is not even yeah. on my radar uh although honestly i did dip my fucking toe into elder scrolls for the first time so maybe i'll play it but honestly i've kind of reached to the point where nothing's ever going to capture the magic of skyrim for the first time when you're like yeah. 13 ever again right um so i'll play it i, I like bethesda's games um yeah. and i love arcane's games but I'm not excited for Redfall, which makes me sad because I adore that studio. Yeah, yeah. It's, it didn't have... That was like... They closed out the last Microsoft Bethesda press conference with Redfall. They wanted it to make a big impact. And I think everybody collectively shrugged their shoulders and said, okay, mm -hmm. sure. Show us. Show us. I, I, one thing I don't get, I understand um, the, these, these development studios, they probably get fatigued making the same kind of game over and over, right? Yeah. I, I'm sure it's fatiguing. Else. They want to change it up. They want to be more creative, but it gets to the point where they're so good at what they do. Just yeah. keep doing what you're doing because you make it better every time. And I just want more of it. If they put out a Dishonored 3 tomorrow, I would buy it without question. No trailer, nothing. Yeah. Just give it to me. But Redfall is going to take some convincing. Right. No, I think you're right completely. Yeah. Anyways. Let's talk about some crazy shit. PlayStation crazy. Studios. Did you make that picture? I did. <laughs> I like it. <laughs> Listen, so if you're listening to the version of this and not watching it, we have a nice little interface that I control here via Steam Deck and a picture editing program. And we have like little thumbnails that we put up under us just to splice things up. It's not that fun. I listen to a lot of podcasts and it's a lot of like two boxes with people fucking talking in your face and that's not very interesting. So we try to have little thumbnails and splice video in whenever we can. I made a little fucking PlayStation sign with a little... Uh, movie and tv indicators so you can see what we're talking about it's something there it's better than a fucking blank screen and just i like my, it i like it. my pretty face and colleen's okay face uh, <laughs> you get to see corvo sometimes though you get to see my dog that's walking true. around in the background so that's that a treat for watching the video that version. does make a difference um so the head of playstation studios announced last week that there are 10 different ips currently in the works for tv shows or movies we know about about ha we know about four or five of them. He name dropped two or three more, 
and there's four or five mystery projects still in the works. So we're going to run down what they talked about and what we know about. So we already have Uncharted, a movie that is a fucking success. Did you see an Uncharted movie? Not yet, no. Yeah, me either. I'm sure it's great. I'm a, um, so Uncharted I'm sure. is there. Last of Us, HBO series in the works. Pedro Can't Pascal. wait. Yeah, looks incredible. Helmed by the guy who does um, The Hangover 2, but more importantly, Chernobyl. It's, it's, uh, it's Pedro Pascal, and if you remember the girl from Game of Thrones uh, in the later seasons, she's like the young leader of the, the house with like a bear symbol. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, She gets killed by Mormons. the giant. Yeah, the Mormonts. Um, it's that girl as Ellie. Yeah, yeah. Should be really good. Looks super promising. There's been a lot of... Uh, no trailer yet, but hey, maybe tomorrow. Um, Ooh, Last of Us. Maybe. Twisted Metal, which we're going to dive into in a little bit because there's some big Twisted Metal news. Uh, the other things that were talked about were Ghost of Tsushima, which makes perfect sense. God of War, which is now officially headed to Amazon. Horizon now officially headed to netflix you can't see i'll it. be honest man i don't want a horizon show oh i think the games but are you good do. but you do uh and then gran turismo which is a really interesting one uh which leads yeah, us i think three or four additional slots for other things they're gonna work their way in so we'll take some guesses maybe in a couple minutes but i, I want to guess. talk a little bit about uh twisted metal because they have Twisted Metal is the furthest along in development out of all of these outside of Last of Us and Uncharted, which is already released. And just the other day, or I think today maybe, yesterday, Twisted Metal announced that Will Arnett is going to be playing or voicing CGI Sweet Tooth, the crazy clown man, uh, which adds to an already stacked roster of the cast. So here's what we have so far. We have Will Arnett as Sweet Tooth. Anthony Mackie is in the a role called John Doe, which we believe is the lead role. Nev Campbell from Scream or Party of Five, if you're an old man like me. Uh, Stephanie Beatrice, who is from Brooklyn Nine-Nine. And Thomas Love Hayden Church, show. your boy from Spider-Man, Sandman. More importantly, Sideways mm -hmm. with Paul Giamatti. Uh, are all tied on. So there's a lot of like actual Hollywood talent involved with this show. It's a 30-minute action comedy. And it's for Peacock, interestingly enough. And then it is being written by Rhett Reese and Paul Wernick, who worked on Deadpool, Zombieland, and most recently Six Underground, the Netflix movie. I haven't seen that. Me either. And then it's uh, at least the first director has been announced, and it's a guy, uh, Sakurai, who's worked on the Eric Andre show in his spinoff movie, mm -hmm. Bad Trip. So it's got some talent That's attached talent, to it, man. dude. It's a really wild combination. I'm wondering what the tone is going to be like. It's something that I'm immediately excited to see a trailer for. I have no idea what to expect. I'm a huge Twisted Metal fan. And if there's anything that comes out of this, goddamn, I hope it's a fucking video game tie-in. I think they need it. We haven't had a Twisted Metal since Twisted Metal 2013, which was just kind of a soft reboot, which was actually pretty good. I played the fuck out of it on PS3. You know I've never played a Twisted Metal game. Oh, dude, it's so fun. Car combat, shooting machine guns, Twisted Story. Hey, man, I've got Destruction All-Stars. I think I'm set. Okay. okay. <laughs> yeah. Perfect. I'm set. Number one Destruction All-Stars fan. Uh, what do you <laughs> think the other IPs are going to be? Do you want my guess? Do you really want my guess? Just go fucking say it. An animated Sly Cooper show. It would be a hit. 
It would be a huge. Do you know? Do, well, you do know that there was an announced anime Sly Cooper series at one point, no. and there's a trailer for it on YouTube. It was announced June 14th in 2017. Right? No way. It, it, yeah, it was going to be an animated show with 52 episodes. Jesus Christ. Um, yeah. So it was supposed to be out in 2019 the first half of the season and then the second half in July, 2020. Um, and then it just went dark. Everything yeah. went dark. There were reports of it tra- changing from a animated TV show to an animated movie. Um, but it's just been completely dark. You can mm. still look up the trailer and watch it on YouTube. It's by Technicolor. Um, but there's been no reports of it in years. So maybe they're just sitting on a Sly Cooper TV show and they're just going to be like, hey, let's drop it. I I don't know. I, I kind of hope. But then again, I kind of hope not because I'm a Sly purist and I want Sly as it was. Well, we saw what they did to Ratchet and that movie wasn't so great. Um, but it did I give not us the watch that movie. reboot of the game, which was really, really good that tied in. It was the game based on the movie, based on the game. Based on the game. Uh, yeah. And it ended up being really solid. So I could see them dipping their toes back into Ratchet. Maybe Jack or Jack and Daxter or just Daxter could get something. Sackboy is a marketable character. Um, there are a couple that I wrote down. And I was like, as I wrote them down, as I was looking through the list of IPs, I was like, holy fuck, any of these would work. It's incredible how many of these Sony IPs would work fantastically as movies or tv shows um yeah and they honestly get better and better socom could be such an easy tie-in for like a military movie mm. obviously some sort of navy seal things kill zone yeah oh kill zone would be futuristic cool. sci-fi movie resistance i i actually think the ratchet and clank movie doing poorly is what scared off the sly cooper show because the sly cooper show was supposed to release a little bit after the movie and the movie yeah. came out and it was and uh I think the Sly Cooper show was toast from there. Um, Makes sense. Yeah. Uh, but just give me a second and, and, you know, envision a resistance fall of man movie. That'd be good. It'd be so It'd be good. good. It'd be almost as good as what I think is the biggest slam dunk of all an infamous movie. Oh, wait. Infamous movie, you think? Yeah. I mean, that story really runs good. itself to a fucking hour and a half, two hour long flick. Guy finding his powers, fighting through the city, being a boss. That would be really good. Yeah. As long as it's Cole. I really like Cole. Yeah. Um, also, I do want to say, I want to correct myself. Uh, the Sly Cooper, I, I had it backward. It, it was supposed to be a movie that was announced for 2016 mm-hmm. in 2014. So the trailer is from January 28th, 2014 that you can see on YouTube. It was going to be a movie, then it changed to a TV show, then it went dark. Got so. it. Well, Got Infamous it. would be insane. I love Infamous. Uh, I want more Infamous. Everything yeah. Sucker Punch does, I adore. They have not put something out that I don't love. Yeah, it's great. You know what they should do? They should make a movie based off of that Spider-Man game. Mm. <laughs> you, think they, you think they could get away with that? They might be popular. How do you think they would do that? Would it be like a first-person movie where you could like see him swinging through? I don't know. I don't know. There's no frame of reference for something like this. It's a breaking idea. You know, Sony, call me. I, I I bet that Tom Holland guy would be a good choice for Spider-Man. You mean Tom well. Holland from Uncharted? They've already yeah, done him on Sony's payroll. Holy crap! How does that work out? 
That's perfect. They don't even have to find a new routing number for his direct oh deposit. Oh my god. Incredible. Alright. Exciting stuff. Any uh, any other ideas for Sony TV shows? Mm. Just balls in on Sly? Yeah. yeah I'm I always balls you. in on Sly. Alright. Speaking of things that we're both balls in on. <laughs> balls out for. Jesus Christ. I don't know. Um, <laughs> Star Wars Fan Fest was... <laughs> this past weekend and among the things announced was star wars jedi survivor uh i sequel, can't wait yeah i know i'm excited too but i am not more excited today than i was three days ago because of the trailer the trailer was fine it's the look and sound of good enough it is unremarkable in every way it's a cgi trailer it's a fucking minute 10 seconds long with its opening and closing credits and teases and it does absolutely nothing my pp stay soft for this trailer what do you think not mine uh-oh uh-oh hard I, as a rock listen oh. hard um i i am very excited for this game fallen order was one of my favorite games the year that it came out here Same. recently, more than ever, I have been super into Star Wars. Um, I've actually been pestering my friends to come with me to Galaxy's Edge for like a weekend. None of them will do it. They're lame. Um, I've been but, to Galaxy's Edge. It's a fucking slapper. I want to go so bad. Um, it's so cool. But I love Star Wars. I love Cal Kestis. I can't wait to see more. Me too. Oh, no. I'm, I, I was going to say her name. The sister. Third sister? Not the sister. No, the Mara Marine. What's the oh. name of the girl that you pick up from? Uh... I know BD1 I and I know Cal Kestis and that's it. Oh, I can't remember her name, but the girl. Yeah, it was, it was yeah. a good video game. It was fun. It was. The problem with this Jedi Survivor thing is that your game comes out in a year. It's like we were just talking about with Arkham. Come on, show me some fucking gameplay. Give me something. The problem is, is that you gave me a 60-second trailer that shows me nothing for a game that we already knew was in existence and already had the title leak for. Like, there was no new announcement. And I get that, Like you, but you need to figure pop culture in. You need to go to reddit slash r slash gaming leaks and rumors. And if you see that your game is already fucking leaked out and everyone knows it's Jedi Survivor, then a title reveal trailer doesn't really cut it, man. You got to give us some fucking goods. You know what I, I think? Know. What? This is getting over into my predictions for later, um, but... I think they announced this for the Star Wars event, and they're going to show it during Summer Games Fest. I'll take that bet. We'll get there. We'll get there. <laughs> That's enough of me ragging on Jedi Survivor. I'm excited. Fallen Order 2, man. Jedi, Star Wars Jedi Survivor. Uh, it's a it's a must-play. It's a day-one pickup. I loved the yep. first one. I'm being harder on it than I should be. I love the game, and I'm excited for it. I just don't love their reveal. I think it's a little lackluster. At least it's better than Eclipse, where they haven't even started development on it yet. <laughs> At least I've seen more of fucking Eclipse than I have mm -hmm. of this game. Have All you, right. though? Kind of. I don't know. Hey, man, yeah, I saw not. Eclipse in person when it was revealed. Um, oh, yeah, you were there, on so my you're level. basically a Star Wars Eclipse master. I am. I know everything about that game. That's true. That's true. All right, let's get to the probably the i don't know i think the most fucking important news and here's the deal listen we had to make a call 
It's action-packed. Today's June 1st. We're recording on June 1st. Usually we recap May, but two big things happened today, and we couldn't leave them out. Not when we're getting this episode up so soon. We gotta talk about Pokemon Scarlet and Violet. The second trailer was announced to be coming this morning, yesterday. And let me tell you, this trailer did not fucking disappoint. Oh my god. It is really sick. So we already knew quite a bit about Pokemon Scarlet and Violet. They had that uh, live-action trailer that led to a little bit of gameplay and the reveal of the starters about two or three months ago now. And today they have a three-minute trailer that is packed full of shit. There are two incredibly hot new professors. For the first time in a Pokemon game, the professor is different depending on the version that you choose, which is pretty cool. The three starters are showcased. There's three new Pokemon showcased as well. Um, I actually, I went a little hard and I, I updated the slides and I put in more than I needed to. So you have the two professors, one for Scarlet, one for Violet. And you have the three new Pokemon revealed. And it's Smoliv, this little olive-looking green guy. Palmy, which is like a fat cat. A wide cat. It's not really fat because fat is Lechonk. And it's this little Lechonk. hog Pokemon. If you are listening to this and not looking at the trailer or the image that's up on the screen, please just Google Pokemon Lechonk, L-E-C-H-O-N-K. It's your new favorite Pokemon. It's everything. It's also the thumbnail to this video. Spoiler alert. Um, really, really cool Pokemon designs. I can be really judgmental with Pokemon designs. Right now, that they have shown uh, officially these three, the starting three, and then they also showed off the box legendaries which is pretty cool as well. Uh, they're both kind of dinosaur-looking things. Uh, one of them is Corridon, and the other one is Miradon. I'm probably pronouncing those incorrectly, um, but, you know, one's Scarlet, one's Violet. One is kind of looks like a Tyrannosaurus. The other one kind of looks like a floating amphibious type of dinosaur. Uh, but <laughs> no misses. No misses so far. Everything looks really, really slick. And the game itself looks incredible too. It's clearly built on the bones of Pokemon Legends Arceus. The thing that I want to talk about a little bit here is how weird it is that we're getting Pokemon Legends Arceus and Pokemon Scarlet and Violet here in the same year. And I'm worried about what that means for the titular game list. I feel like it's gonna... I feel like this year... I'm going to be a little split. Which game am I going to like more? My worry is that Pokemon Scarlet and Violet, Violet iterate on what Pokemon Legends Arceus has already given us, and that Pokemon Legends Arceus is forgotten. Not just this year, but in general. And I really hope that's not the case, because every time I think about Scarlet and Violet in my head personally, I'm going to attribute, it, attribute much of what I like about it to what Legends Arceus introduced to us. I think that Legends walked so that this game could run. What do you think about that idea? Um, I think I already forgot about Arceus. Oh, man. Yeah, um, you're not a Pokemon I'll, fan. I haven't played Pokemon. I haven't played Arceus. I haven't played Sword and Shield. Arceus I haven't watched changes, this trailer. Changes the format of Pokemon in such a gigantic way. And the fact that this game is going to iterate on it so quickly in the same calendar year. I'm really sad <laughs> that I think that game is going to be forgotten. And I want to make sure that it gets its due. And this game, Scarlet and Violet well, need to blow me out of the fucking water. For I mean, Arceus was a January release. Arguably anything released in January is forgotten. 
Yeah, it's true. It's so. true. It is the dumping ground. Uh, yeah. But it, it's sad, and I'm really, really honestly excited for this shit. I yeah. cannot wait. I'm happy for you. I yeah. probably won't be playing it, but it's awesome for people who love Pokemon. That's okay. We got box art, and we got a release date. Um, November 18th, worldwide release. Really cool. Hmm. And it, it, think it'll get delayed? No. No, Pokemon is pretty much fucking ironclad. They don't yeah, really I, delay. I think so, too. Nintendo doesn't really delay in general. Once something gets, like, a a numbered date, like, it's coming out on this day, you're pretty much good. I mean, obviously, you're going to be like, well, Zelda, I get it. Like, Zelda has hey, been man. delayed, but they haven't said What about it. Advanced Wars? There's an Advanced War going on right now. <laughs> it's delayed that is for, true. That for is that. true. Did you hear the thing that happened with Advanced Wars about how, like, it was literally just delayed just out of, like... Hey, maybe it's not great to have a worldwide release of a war game yeah. in the middle of a war. Um, but some people that had like their I don't know if it was something where they had downloaded and preloaded the game yeah, and not a couple turned their of people switch on. Got it. Yeah, and they turned their switch yeah. on and the game was just available to play. So they had the full version of Advance Wars already ready to go, and that game's not even dated right now. It's just sitting there in the can ready to release. Yeah, Nintendo's like, I'm afraid we'll, you know, release this in poor taste, and then here we're gonna have Activision releasing Modern Warfare Two. I know. In the next, fuck. how many years do you think it is till we get a Call of Duty about what's going on in Ukraine? Three. Six years. <laughs> oh, that was nice. You're being reasonable. Uh, do you say Maybe. three? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I bet they're, I bet they're working on that thing. They're taking notes in real time. Mm-hmm smart probably big brain big brain all right so pokemon scarlet and violet honestly really exciting stuff and a clinic on what to include in your fucking trailer so many cool things shown off i loved it if you haven't seen it already go watch it it's three minutes long and just chock full of new pokemon and new locales and beautiful visuals and information it is exactly what you're supposed to do but now let's talk about Sonic Frontiers. Sonic the Hedgehog is back. For the first time since the lackluster 2019 Sonic Forces, they've been working on this open-world Sonic game, and this month IGN is doing this whole big thing. So we had like a little teaser trailer a while back of like story and a tiny bit of gameplay. Yesterday there was a teaser for a full gameplay trailer, which dropped today. There is seven minutes of gameplay available on IGN's YouTube right now. It looks and it looks Go ahead. fine. Okay. Now, I don't I don't know if I'm the right person to talk about this since I've never played a Sonic game. Okay. Um, as somebody but, who's played all the Sonic games, even Sonic 06 as previously mentioned in this show. This game looks like some of the best Sonic and some of the worst Sonic that I've ever seen in my life. And I am like a... So here's the deal. When this game comes out, I buy it day one. I play it to completion. I stream it the whole nine yards. Big Sonic fan. Completion? Yeah. Eh, you know. It's roll credits. Um, I love Sonic games. I love 3D platformers. I've been playing Sonic since I was a fucking Genesis baby. I can't help myself. And I like all the bad ones too. I love Sonic 06. I'm just playing that for the first time. Sonic Adventure is in my top five games of all time. No doubt about it. Wow. I like Sonic Heroes. I like... All of it. All of it. The good, the bad, and the ugly. The thing about this Sonic game is that it's a 3D open world, and it looks a little bit like, I guess, like... You want to say it, or you want me to say it? It doesn't. It does. I think they 
They missed it. They missed it on the art style somewhere. It looks a little bit like Breath of the Wild. And <laughs> here's the thing. Uh, it's a wide open world. There's a bunch of objects and uh, rails and ramps and shit like that all over the place. It's a very bizarre looking game to have Sonic running around in. Sonic the character looks out of place in the environment. The environment yeah. is going for like a certain layer of photorealism where outside of like the grass and the rock formations, there's a bunch of like alien structures and technology. It all looks very strange. My biggest gripe with this so far is that what I like about Sonic is I like a hub world and overworld is the best in Sonic games. And then mm -hmm. a bunch of drastically varied stages. I think is what makes a Sonic video game. The fact that I'm looking at what could be just the entire world right now and the whole thing just kind of looks like a green forest really fucking worries me. I'm worried that I'm seeing 90% of this video game on my screen at any given moment in this seven minute trailer. And if that's the case, I think this is going to come up way short. And I think that's the biggest gripe that I have with Pokemon Legends Arceus too. Although it did kind of figure it out in its last act, a lot of those biomes kind of look the same despite it not being a persistent open world. I think with Sonic Origins, they desperately need to work in like a snow world, a desert world, some of the best stuff. I mean, when I think about Sonic, the first thing I think about, yes, is Green Hill Zone, which I guess this mimics. But the second thing I think about is Casinop Casinopolis, Casinoopolis, Casino, you know, the casino world. Uh, yeah. And some of these like outrageous things like I want Sonic to have a snowboard and a snow level and a desert level. There's a lot of variety that's missing here. And it's fucked up that in a seven minute trailer, I'm already bored with what I'm seeing. Now, well, if it plays well, I'm in. I'll play it to completion. Go you ahead. know, and I'm sitting here and I'm like watching this trailer right now. Yeah. Or the gameplay. And I'm like, what is what is the goal? What is he doing? Like, what mm -hmm. is his end goal? Is it, is it just to explore the countryside? Uh, well, I'm sure there's a story with robots and stuff, but... I I don't know. I, I like I said, I'm not the best to speak on Sonic stuff cuz I'm not an experienced Sonic person. Um but it just it looks like a tech demo. I I don't know. Something about it is just like meh. I, no, I'm not into it. I get it. it. I am really I'm into it and I'm being harder on it than it needs to be, which is kind of my MO. Like at this point, I've done six, seven episodes of Game List and I realize that I'm very critical of video games despite like adoring them even with their follies. Like that's the thing is I'm the first person to call out a video game as being bad and I'm also the first person to be a fan of bad video games, but it doesn't keep me from talking down on them. And and I look around this world, I see a bunch of stuff that I really want to do, but I'm worried that it's a one trick pony. So it, it's, it's a tough call. I hope that this game has more. Maybe, to show. maybe this will be Sonic Arce Arceus, you know? I, it, yeah. I mean, honestly, if we get a Pokemon, if this game comes out and it's just this world that I'm looking at and not much more, but then they use that to iterate on and create a world with drastically different biomes and they make a Pokemon Scarlet Violet to the Sonic or Sonic Frontiers, uh, you know, Pokemon Legends Arceus, then I'm in. I'm in. Yeah. If this game plays well, I'm happy. Because the last couple yeah. really haven't. But nonetheless, yeah. it's nice to be seeing some new Sonic. And I am genuinely excited for the video game. It looks 
fun. Like that's that's what I'm really looking for. It's like fun. It's gonna be fun to solve some of these puzzles and grind these rails and make these jumps and kill these enemies. And that's what I like most about Sonic video games. See, when I when I look at this gameplay, I'm kind of reminded of the Pathless. Um sure. but without the art style that makes the Pathless interesting. Yeah, it's got a weird it's not bland, but it's like a lifeless tone, you know? Yeah. Yeah. It's, it, it's really it doesn't weird. have character. It's just Yeah. It's just like and that's, a that's computer what, program that made an environment right. and they stuck these rails in here. Right. And it's like and that's what Sonic is to me, is like I love those lush, beautiful and I'm using pad words to describe them because this could be described as lush and beautiful because it's a big green forest setting. But I like those like vibrant, colorful, absurd um things that are available for me shout out to ign for supplying that video and their thumb <laughs> their watermark just popped up on the partnered screen. with ign bro this 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 first we gave them credit we told them where we got that information uh, um but yeah but that's that's sonic frontiers i think it i think honestly i think that game i want to say it's going to review better than most sonic games have in the past decade and i hope that's the case but yeah i'm weary I am. I am indeed. But listen, that's video game news. Again, a ton more video game news is on the horizon. I'll tell you that much. Ton. And that's why we did that today. We did this today and covered the Pokemon stuff because we might be overwhelmed up in yeah. the, the coming month or two. So For sure. It's exciting. So, it's an exciting time. I always love summer for the news. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is, I mean, we're... We are a day away from E3, what used to be E3, essentially. Sony conferences tomorrow. The worst thing that we could do would be to shortchange Pokemon and Sonic in a week and a half when we talk about things, when we already have this information available to us. So covering that stuff today before we get into looking ahead at the month of June. So we're just going to crush through everything that's coming out that we're looking forward to in the month yep. of June right now. Then we will look at, obviously we'll start off with what the offerings are for PlayStation Plus and Xbox games with gold. We'll look at the games that are releasing in the month of June. Then we will talk about our predictions for the big shows coming up in the next couple Exciting. weeks. Place a couple bets. And then of course we'll be back in two weeks with a show midway through the month recapping Summer Games Week. We need a word that is mm -hmm. not Summer Games Fest. It's not E3. We need, how do we describe what is upon us right now? Summer gaming season? Summer games. Gaming. Well, can the we games call it E3, summer. but it stands for something different than the Electronic Entertainment Expo? That way we can keep the it's name gonna be not the stigma. Exciting electronic engagement. Mm, no, it has to be something like... It has to be like an event. Like the Expo is the event. It's the... Uh, it's the... It's the exciting entertain... It's the exciting electronics experience isn't that what is that not what e3 was no it's the electronic entertainment expo oh <laughs> <laughs> i don't know <laughs> classic my brain just went blank right. um but yeah let's talk about what is coming out in june and honestly not as bad as may may was lackluster there was nothing coming yeah out. we, we each played month. one new release two new releases last month we'll have more for you Here's what's coming through in June. Starting off pretty strong, if I'm being honest. 
the first thing on the docket is technically out right now. So it's June 1st for phones. You guys don't have phones, uh, but it's also June 2nd for PC, and that's Diablo Immortal. Um, Free-to-play Diablo game takes place in between Diablo 2 and 3. We talked about it last month, um, or maybe the month before here on the podcast, but it's worth noting that I went to BlizzCon 2018 and 2019, and I played this game both times, which was pretty cool. And the first time that I played it, I thought that that game had a lot of promise and felt almost finished to the point of when I played it in 2019, I thought this game's going to come out. They're just going to shadow drop it during this event. And I played it again and they didn't. And now here we are three years after that. And it's finally coming out. What I mean to Dude, say you went here, to BlizzCon? listen, it was before they showed their ass. I didn't know they were all scumbags. I didn't know they were all scumbags over there. So what I mean <laughs> to say though, is that this game may have legs. It's had enough time in the can. I think it's been cooked the right way i think it might be really fun i'm gonna withhold my judgment until i play it on keyboard and mouse tomorrow i downloaded it on my phone i might check it out a little bit tonight make a character and all that but i'm honestly really excited for diablo immortal um yeah. do you have any diablo experience none i'll play four, four player, when it comes out four player hack and slash action rpg play this one with me on stream i'm streaming it twitch.tv slash jake twitching um when? tomorrow right after we do our show that's right. Oh, yeah, I might, I might join in. That's right. Um, yeah. All right. But then about a week later on March 10th, March 10th, on June 10th, <laughs> Mario Strikers <laughs> Battle League. <laughs> Jesus Christ, I'm losing my mind. Uh, we don't need to talk about this. We know it's coming out. We talked about it at the top of the show. I played the tutorial. It looks good. It looks promising. Be on the lookout. I'm going to have many, many more impressions on this. Um, I probably won't speak about them that much because it kind of happened during literally comes out the same day as the Xbox Bethesda presser. So we'll do our game list podcast, but on the July episode of game list, I'll definitely be talking quite a bit about Mario strikers battle league on the same day. The quarry comes out. Mm -hmm. I had, I skipped this when I was making the list of things that are coming soon. And Colin specifically said, add this to the list. So tell me, yes, what the fuck? Uh, so super Matt, super massive. Super massive, super giant. I don't. No, 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 no. Super giant is uh, Hades. Oh yeah, super massive. Yeah, it's super massive games. Um, they made Until Dawn. They made mm -hmm. the Dark Pictures anthology. Um, and they're still working on this. This The Quarry is more of a full size game. Uh, that is a spiritual successor to Until Dawn. Uh, so it's these guys at a quarry in a like summer camp um, and things go badly. So th this is like the next step for their I've formula. So many questions. So is the mm -hmm. dark pictures anthology, not the spiritual successor to until Dawn? well, kind of, but this is like until Dawn was a full game, dark pictures anthology. Those games are kind of short. They're like okay. five hour experiences. This one's supposed to be longer. Okay. Um, so they're all the same like type of play. Like they're kind of walking simulators, choice based, um, just small things, QTEs. Uh, but they're horror games. Yeah. Um, they're they're really fun. I really enjoy these games because normally yeah, like there's, them. yeah, there's there's a perfect ending where everyone survives, and then there's like endings where no one survives or a couple yeah, people butterfly do. Butterfly effect, something like that. Yeah, the butterfly effect. That was their big 
their big push on Until Dawn was a butterfly effect. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm very I'm very excited for this game. I'll be playing this on stream. Uh, yeah. I love these games. They're really fun and they're really engaging with the audience. And they come out on know. the same day, so you'll be doing the quarry. I'll be doing Mario Strikers. We'll have a uh, yeah a lot of new releases to talk about. There's actually a surprising amount of stuff coming out that I plan on checking out, and I think Colin will be digging into as well. But I'm glad you brought up the quarry because this was not on my radar at all, and it looks kind of yeah. cool. Um, it is. It, it looks worth really mentioning cool. that Fall Guys is going free to play for all platforms and coming for the first time on June 21st to Switch and Xbox platforms as well as getting a PS5 version. I cannot believe it's not already on Switch and Xbox. I could have sworn I can't believe it's it was already not free. <laughs> That's true. I I got it for free. Hey, count it. That's right. It was on PS Plus for that big launch. Um, yeah. Two it days was fun later, at the time. On the twenty third, Sonic Origins Collection. We talked about that a lot last week. Yet um, another Sonic, Sonic train wreck. It's Sonic one, two, and three, and Knuckles. And don't worry, the pre order bonuses are very easy to follow. But that's coming out for too many dollars on the 23rd the next day we talked about that for like an hour in the last episode i know i know uh on the 24th is capcom fighting collection we talked about this two episodes ago when it was announced alongside street fighter 6 this has um a really nice version of street fighter 2 included in it but this is more about the dark stalkers games it's got the full collection of all the dark stalkers series basically outside of i think three and then it also has most importantly super puzzle fighter Super in. Puzzle Fighter and Pocket Fighter too, which is where you use. The I love characters. the key art of this game. Most busy key arts, I'm not a fan of, but this is just—I don't know what it's they slick. did to it. It's really it's nice. slick looking. Yeah, I'm yeah. really excited for this. I think I'm picking it up. Uh, on the same day, on the 24th, is Fire Emblem Warriors Three Hopes, which is Fire Emblem Warriors Two. Basically, takes place during the Three Houses timeline in some—I think an alternate yeah. universe, something along those lines i'm not entirely sure i haven't kept up with it not a huge warriors fan uh yep. i do love fire emblem three houses but i probably won't be checking this game out just because i'm just not a fan of the warriors yeah you gotta, it's a very particular uh, group of people but yeah I, the first one did well enough to warrant a sequel so yeah, worthy evidently all right then we usually don't really talk about dlc that much but at the very end of the month on the 30th there are two pretty pretty big pieces of dlc dropping the long anticipated i think five years in the making cuphead dlc the delicious, delicious last, last course, course. Yeah. i love it dlc delicious yeah, last well, course it's well put together um it's great that comes out on the 30th and then monster hunter rise sunbreak monster hunter is a series mm-hmm. that i like I'm an inch away from getting into at all times. Like I kind of know it's for me if I just sink the time into it and I haven't done it so far, but I think monster hunter rise sunbreak. You don't play monster hunter. Do you? Uh, I have in the past. Do you, you know, like monster hunter does a great job of making their DLC become like Large. this new version of the fucking game. So like when you yes. think of monster hunter world, you think about that iceborne, right? Like that's yes. just like the art that you've seen forever. And I think monster mm-hmm. hunter rise sunbreak is going to be something that we see a lot of over the next couple of years, because these games have fucking legs. They have a fan base. And I think a lot of people yes. are really excited for this big, big chunk of DLC incoming. I completely so, agree. Pretty exciting stuff. Mm-hmm. I think, I think I might get into it at some point. Um, let's take a look at, the PlayStation Plus offerings. Pretty good. This is the last time. This is officially the last time we'll see the regular PlayStation Plus offerings 
I think we're going to have the, the roof knocked off of what these look like in the future at tomorrow's show. But for right now, fucking God of War. 2018's God of War for free for PlayStation Plus subscribers. That Ragnarok marketing starting. Oh yeah, baby. It's coming out this year. Then we're also getting a Naruto Boruto Shinobi Striker, which sounds like a fake game, but I promise you it's real. And then we're getting Nickelodeon All-Stars Brawl, which honestly, I'm excited to check Solid. out. And that's a PlayStation fucking yeah. 5 game. I yeah. skipped it when it was released. I know it got kind of subpar reviews, but that's a cool enough Smash Brothers clone that I bet that's a night of fun with some friends. I Absolutely. think that's a great offering from PlayStation. Yeah, pretty cool. Solid month. Solid month. But you know what we have to do after we look at the PlayStation offering? Yeah. Colin doesn't. Colin doesn't like to say the bad words. I was gonna push it over to you. Oh. It's what the shit show at the fuck factory. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> here's a bunch of games that aren't worth mentioning. That's not true. Super Meat Boy is a good video game. Haven't heard of the yeah. other three. I'm sure they're fine. I don't know why Xbox even bothers. Just stop. wait. Just so the audio listeners, Avon Colony, yeah, Project High Rise, yeah, Super Meat Boy, and Pascals, Pascals, Rascals, 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 Rascals. Who? You can't really tell because the rating is covering up the actual title of the game. Yeah, it's um, very good box art. It looks like two city builders and then Super <laughs> Meat Boy in a game I've never heard of. Yeah, it's it's all very impressive up against fucking God of War and anything else with God of War. Yeah. Oh, yeah. God. They don't know how to get it together. But Yikes. maybe one day. Maybe one day they will. Now let's talk, I think the first thing, where we're talking about schedule and things that are coming out, let's just take a look at the events that are coming out. If you guys are listening to us, if you're watching us react, I'll be reacting to all of these, probably with Colin for as many of them as I can wrangle them for. Mm -hmm. But yep. basically, Thursday, June 2nd, that's tomorrow. Today, if you're listening to this on a podcast app or on YouTube, State of Play, Sony State of Play at 6 p.m. Eastern Time. So that's Thursday, June 2nd. The Summer Games Fest, which is the big general show, is mm -hmm. on June 9th. It's a week from tomorrow, a week from Thursday uh, at 2 p.m. Eastern Time. And then the Xbox and Bethesda Games Showcase is a week from this Monday. It's June 12th at 1 p.m. Eastern Time. So those are the three shows that are coming up. Uh, we also have a Nintendo Direct potentially maybe coming someday. We don't know. Nothing announced, but Nintendo is like that. They'll on Sunday night at 7 p.m. They're gonna be like, "Hey, by the way, Tuesday at 10 a.m. Nintendo Direct, hour long," and we just have to adjust our schedules, and we shall. But I will be live for all of them at Twitch.tv/jakeTwitchin, and I know Colin, mm -hmm. you're gonna definitely be around for the Sony one. You're definitely gonna hop in for Summer Games Fest, and then if you're around for Xbox Bethesda, you might as well. We're doing some game list mini, baby. Yeah, I'm totally. I'll be there, more than likely. When when is the Xbox one again? That's uh, the 12th at 1 p.m. Eastern. Okay. Well, it's a Monday. yeah. Play by ear. Yeah. At the very least, mm -hmm. we'll have some reactions for you, and we'll be talking about all of that on another show about uh, two weeks from today, which is really exciting. But yep. while we have the opportunity, let's just kind of talk about what we might see at these. Mm. Um, we can be kind of general, kind of loose. Here's the thing about these predictions is that this is all kind of nebulous. Obviously, this used to be more straightforward when it was E3, and E3 had a press yeah. event for Activision, for Ubisoft, for EA, for Microsoft, for Nintendo, and for Sony. And there was like six big ones and seven small ones and announcements throughout the week. 
and now things are a little more spread out. They're under a different umbrella. Jeff Keighley has officially planted his fucking flag, and even the state of play tomorrow is now under the Summer Games Fest moniker, which is fucking it insane. It is. Really cool. Keighley also announced that, like the E3 of old, there's a in-person Summer Games Fest event for really? members of the press. That. So they're flying out people from Game Informer, from MinMax, from Easy Allies, from kind of funny games from all of these different press outlets, IGN, the whole nine yards are going out to LA for summer games fest and playing on things behind the scenes. So Keeley has murdered E3 and is now stabbing its corpse repeatedly. You know, I haven't checked my email recently. I should check it to see if I got an email from Keeley. You and me both. I bet we're going to be invited. The gameless guys yeah. are headed to town behind closed doors, baby. All right, um, but pretty exciting stuff. I think that honestly, honestly, I think in five years, mark my words, in 2027, Summer Games Fest will be E3 reborn. It'll be a full trade show. It'll be behind closed doors press event. I don't think the public will be allowed. I think that it'll be a, a big destination for networking. And I think the E3 of old will return in full under Keeley's power. I think it's happening. That the, the, the final E3? nail in the coffin for E3 was the fact that he's having press fly out there for behind closed doors presentations because that's when E3 yeah. started to lose its footing when it started allowing the public in there. This is a trade show. It's for investors to learn. It's for journalists to report. It's for games to be announced. And Keeley fucking gets that. And he's not yeah. a money-grubbing asshole like this ESA was with their show. Yeah. I think that... I think it's really good. Yeah. I think it's really healthy. And you know, I have seen a little discourse on Twitter recently. People mad about the last game awards and the amount of like ads and stuff that he he ran. <laughs> but you, you got to think about it. Like he's got to pay for this stuff somehow. For sure. And it, unless he wants theater. to make publishers and developers pay, mm -hmm. uh, he's got to get ads right. And I think that's the best way to go about it because if you have if. If Sony's having to pay to be there and Microsoft's having to pay to be there, they're not going to be there. They can just do it on their own. Yeah. But if they don't have to pay, you get everything under one roof. Yeah, you have to deal with some ads, but for sure, you know, it's still fun in the end. It's still well worth it. For sure. For yeah. sure. All right. You got any? Oh, so just some table setting for these bets because it's also kind of loosey goosey and there's different shows. There are things that. If you predict for Sony that they're going to show this game and then Sony doesn't show it, but it pops up, Sony's game pops up at Summer Games Fest, credit where credit's due. Your game was fucking announced, you know? Yeah. Uh, we're not here to be sticklers on this. You don't need to say Activision's going to show Call of Duty at Microsoft's event, and then when Call of Duty shows up at PlayStation's event, you're not getting credit. It's not like that. It's not like that. We're making yeah. predictions for basically the next two weeks for everything under this new moniker of some well, i guess fest slash almost two months because xbox is in july right no xbox is in june 12th it's a week from on monday. a sunday no it's a week from monday am i dumb <laughs> yeah yeah it's coming right up it's just around is the corner it really it's three days june? after summer it's three days after summer games fest no 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 the 12th is a monday or the 12th is a a sunday Oh, I just got my June days 12th. wrong then. Okay, okay, okay. Yeah, it's a Sunday. Okay, so apologize. the next two weeks. The next two weeks. No, we're, yeah, yeah. we're good. It's a Sunday, well, not a Monday. My fault, okay. my fault. No, 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 we're good. Um, can I have a free bet? I mean, you can have a free prediction. I'm not going to bet against it if it's free. 
Okay. Uh, my free one is Sly Cooper. <laughs> I should have taken that. All right. So here's here's how the bets are going to work. We're just going to make some predictions. And if I feel strongly that your prediction is incorrectly, I want to make a wager against it if you're willing to put your money where your mouth is. Obviously. And you yeah. can do the same for me. So yeah. you think Sly Cooper is going to pop up at the Sony State of Play that's 29 minutes long and is confirmed to be featuring third parties primarily? No, not necessarily oh, the okay. State of Play. It's just within the next two weeks. It may be okay. at the Xbox event. It may be, you know, at the Embracer thing. Okay. That's fair. You know, That's fair. Maybe Nintendo we'll Direct. Um, I, my safe prediction is Final Fantasy 16. My long shot prediction for the specifically oh, yeah. for the, like the state of play and maybe some of your games fest is we're gonna get a Final Fantasy 7 remake two teaser. I think 16 is Whoa. a sure thing. I think remake two also rears its head. I, it's the 25th anniversary of Final Fantasy 7 in particular. I think that this is going down. It's time to hey, show man. it. It's the 20th anniversary of Sly Cooper. So <laughs> Jesus Christ. All right. Do you think we see Last of Us anything? The Last of Us anything in the next two mm. weeks? Hold on. Hold on. Is this counting as you can bet against me? Because that was not it's on my list. Loose. What do you think? I think we'll see something Last of Us, whether it be Last of Us remake uh, or the show, I think we'll see something. The Last oh, of the Us. Oh, the show's soon. a good call. I think it's Last of Us remake packed with Last of Us factions. Is my is my guess. Yeah. Which also, I, I want to preface this as, my, it's my belief that PlayStation's having a state of play now, and then after everything's died down a little bit, they're popping up with the showcase in August or September, and they're that's going to be a their big show. Showcase in September again, I'm sure. Yeah. Yeah. I would bet on a time frame, but we're not close enough yet, and I know I'll lose that. Um, where, do you think, where do you think about Final Fantasy? You think those are both popping up? You think one's popping up? You think neither? 16 is totally popping up. Yeah. Uh, 7 Remake 2? Maybe. I'd probably say definitely if it were another year out, but you want I don't know. I, I don't, my thing is, I don't know what kind of <laughs> scope they're shooting for with Remake 2, um, considering it's supposed to kind of open up after 1. Mm-hmm. Um so it depends on how big their scope is, I think, before we see it. And okay. considering I'm not a Final Fantasy VII expert, but I do know they blew it out of the water for the first part, it's possible they could turn this into like an eight-part game. I don't know. I think three at minimum, four potentially. Yeah. Uh, how confident are you in it not showing up? You want to bet against it or no? Oh, yeah, I'll bet against that. You'll bet against Remake 2 showing up? Yeah, it's not showing up. Have you played Remake 1? Yeah. All the way through? Yeah, all the way through. You beat Final Fantasy 7 Remake? Yeah. Did you love it? Yeah. Oh, dope, dude. Yeah, I really liked it. All right. The only reason I didn't get the platinum win, on it is because I had... Okay. If they announce Final Fantasy 7 Remake 2... Okay. You have to record a, spo- a spoil list with me for Final Fantasy 7 Remake. Okay, deal. Fuck yeah. yeah. <laughs> that's a deal okay i gotta write Fuck these down yeah. yeah you write it down you're the keeper of the notes that's fucking awesome i didn't have the idea in my head to talk final fantasy 7 with you i don't think i even knew that you played through that game that's super exciting if you remember the first time i hopped into your stream or one of the first times you were playing final playing fantasy 7 remake. remake and yeah. i was like i love this game nice dude hell yeah so dope they're gonna announce that shit you watch you watch chat and listeners viewers you watch what are you gonna do if uh if i win 
Mm. Interesting. Return of the Oprah Den spoil list. Ooh. Fuck it. I'm in. I think I'm pretty okay. confident. I'm pretty confident that seven remakes coming. I feel good about it, man. Okay. I think either way, you guys are getting more content. So spoil list. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. All right. Anything else on the Sony front that you have predicted? Uh, yes, actually. One moment. Mm-hmm. Okay, so I said, um, Spider-Man Two trailer. Hmm. What's coming first? We know is the Spider-Man Two coming before Wolverine. I imagine so. Yes. They both had a 2023 mark on them. What I'm thinking is the main team made Spider-Man 2018. Then they had a smaller team make Miles Morales. I think the main team is working on Spider-Man 2. And then the small team is going and working on Wolverine. I think... I think not. I think we don't see that. I think it's not far-fetched. I think in 28, 29 minutes of a state of play that's mostly third-party, I think we're lucky if we see two first-party Sony games during it that are non-VR video games. Well, think again. Think again. There's still Summer Game Fest that it could show up at. True, 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 true. Um, But I I think as far as that scope goes, my guess is we probably don't see Spider-Man 2. Um, Last of Us is worrisome. I think we don't... We don't get a God of War date either. You think we see God of War? Yes. You think it's dated? No. Hmm. Okay. Fair. Any other PlayStation stuff? Um, oh, do you think Final Fantasy 16 will get a demo announced or released? Um, they were big on 15 demo, demos. Where did they have a seven remake demo i don't remember no oh well they had a seven remake demo about a month before the game came out but for final fantasy 15 they had a demo that released like they announced it they showed off a new trailer and they said go play the demo now and it was like a really early version of the game where you could Mm -hmm. play through like a tutorial then that game came off the market if you completed it you got like an in-game item and then Mm -hmm. six months later right before the game came out they gave us another demo which was a bit more fully um Really quickly before we progress, Spider-Man Two bet. What what are we getting? I'm not if it betting, shows I'm up, not betting Spider-Man. I don't okay, feel strongly okay, okay. enough on either of them. Okay, and then I I don't I don't know about a demo. Um, it's possible. I yeah. mean, uh, my thing is, I think yeah, there will be a demo of some sort because PlayStation is pushing the mandatory demos, and they have the Final Fantasy 16 like uh, marketing deal. So it only makes sense for them to be pushing demos for their marketing deals. Yeah, I guess you're right. All right, let's talk about Xbox and Bethesda. Uh, Real quick, Mm. other thing that I have, um, which this might be more for like a PlayStation showcase, but I think Sony is going to get another Marvel IP. In addition to Wolverine and... Yeah. You're probably right. Yeah. A little bit against it. Pro- we probably won't see it until showcase if there is a thing. Insomniac but... is doing Wolverine, right? Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. You're gonna give like Naughty Dog something. I'm thinking like a Fantastic Four game or something. Mm. I feel like I I think superhero games outside of like after the nightmare that has kind of become Guardians of the Galaxy 
and Avengers and now kind of Gotham Knights, I think like the four player superhero thing is a little bit cursed right now. I think that's they're maybe fair. away from it. Yeah. Uh, oh. that's fair. Just having four characters on screen makes people think co-op even yeah, if it's a even, single player. Yeah, even Suicide Squad. I, I mean, I'm sure they'll get that game right. It's a talented team over there, but yeah. Well. Um mm. So I got to I got to guess. I think during this okay. Xbox Bethesda thing, I'm not sure if we get like a trailer or if it's even like considered like a teaser, but I get we I bet we get the title for Elder Scrolls 6. I bet it's like mm. Elder, Elder Scrolls 6 Snowstock or it's gonna be it's gonna be Hammerfell, I think. Really? I think it's either gonna be Hammerfell or uh, is it Redguard or something like that? Hmm. I can't remember what the other area was called. Interesting. Oh yeah, yeah. the locations aren't they? Because mm-hmm, it's well, it's Arena, which I don't think Arena was a location, but that was like all of Cyrodiil, and then there was uh, Daggerfall. Morrowind, Morrowind, Oblivion. Uh, Oblivion, which actually it's kind of a location. I mean, it's a, it's a like the hell realm. Yeah. Um, and then that was set in that was set in, uh, Cyrodiil. Sorry, yeah. Tamriel. All of Tamriel's the continent that was in Arena, and mm-hmm. then Cyrodiil was the country that was in Oblivion, and then Skyrim was Skyrim. Got it. So based on based on my knowledge of Elder Scrolls and the geography that they showed in the one teaser years ago, it kind of looked like Hammerfell to me. But that'd be a good name. I'm, yeah, Elder Scrolls. But, 6, what do you think? Hammerfell. You think we get that title? No. No. <laughs> you want to bet against it? Uh, I think I think th- yeah, I, I would bet against that for sure. Um, All right, I'm confident in my Elder Scrolls bet. If I when if they announce the elder scrolls thing okay you don't have to stream it you have to finish kingdom hearts one oh. all the way through how long is that game like 20 hours 25 hours okay i'll take no, that no, i'll take no, that no, no deadline or anything like that and if i lose Okay. I'll play Skyrim the way that you want me to play it. As in... So you'll get the Platinum in Skyrim? Uh, no, 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 no. <laughs> but I'll, <laughs> I'll, do, I'll do Skyrim where I don't just mash the MSQ and beat it in 12 hours. I'll well, do some of like the... We'll, we'll talk about if, it on air, but you can, you can dictate some if, of the stuff that I do, like class, side quests, things that I dig into. What if you just play... Mods. Or what if you just play Dishonored? The first Dishonored. Yeah, all right. Okay. Fine. Kingdom Hearts 1 for Dishonored. Cool. I like and that. Dishonored's a pretty short game. 